I'm saying the closest I got to some something like that though, just just shit warping off was uh, <laughs> just hitting warp speed. <laughs> yeah. You just, you just, that's that's when you know that's that's a good nut, that's a good nut right there. That's a good nut right there. When you hit warp speed, bro, when you warp, it's like you break it. It's like you warping off, like you portaling out, bro. Like, what does that mean? Listen, that's that's a real nut. That's like you didn't see some never shit. Heard of it, like, that's when you didn't see some shit a, where you really, really, really feeling what you see. As opposed to the fake nut. Yeah, that fake ass nut. That fake shit where you just it just <sighs> it's slowly falling out. No, that's, that's that unenthusiastic shit. <laughs> if, so if you're a female, you listen to that. If a dude ever hits you with that little drip over nut, he don't like you. We're so happy that you downloaded. Yo, 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 what's going on out there, world? How we doing? Welcome to Steezy's Trap House. This is your boy, Steezy. It is show number 243. Whew, we are out here. If you didn't know already, we still doing the thing as per usual. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon. It's getting a little cold out there in Orlando. I don't know where this is coming from. I'm not going to lie. The, uh, the cold fronts are... They seem to be coming in like every now and again, and I don't know. This is honestly one of the weirdest, coldest winters that we've had in a while because Orlando's got like a weird winter where it doesn't really come until like January. But this one's been kind of cold. Uh, December is pretty cold. January is pretty cold. It's gonna be like thirty-nine degrees tonight too. I don't know if you know that. It's gonna be cold. Yeah. <laughs> you don't look happy about that. No, not at all. I'm not really happy about the cold at all. I just think that the cold weather doesn't really agree with me. I'm really, I'm originally from the Caribbean. So I understand. Yes, us, uh, don't like the cold. us Caribbean types, we we do not like the cold usually. That's how it works. This is your boy Steezy. It is show number two hundred forty-three. That voice that you hear across from myself. This is the first time this person is in the trap house with myself. I love all of you at home to give a warm welcome. To Christian Mosley. How are you doing? Hi. Thank you for having me. Hey, no worries. No worries at all. Please go on ahead and shout out all your social medias, your content, where people can find you, please. Okay. Um, where you guys can find me on Instagram is Mosey for Roti, which is M-O-S-I, number four, R-O-T-I. You can also find me on YouTube as well, which is also Christian Mosey, M-O-S-I. You could find me also on Facebook with my fan page, which is also Christian Mosi and also Mosi for Roti. I'm also on Pinterest, which is also Mosi for Roti as well. And I'm not really active on Twitter, so you can mostly find me on Instagram. Word them up. And people at home, you can find us, The Trap House, The Podcast, download, subscribe for free, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all those places. Our website, which... Whew. Whew. People at home, let me tell you, your boy is not the happiest with the website right now. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait till the plugs finish. You know, I'm, I'm going to wait till the plugs finish before I get into that one because uh, it's been a rough weekend here at the Trap House. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's not even really that big a deal. 
but it's just enough to just push my buttons enough that I'm I'm just slightly irked. Slightly irked, people at home. I'll try to keep things positive for the rest of these plugs for you. Find us social media, Twitter at Steezy Trap House, Instagram at STH Show, like our Facebook page, join the Facebook group, all that good stuff. You can support the show with our Amazon link, which you can find on our website under any of the podcast posts. If you use that Amazon link, anytime you buy anything from Amazon, they kick us some money back, and it is free for you. It's a win-win situation for all of us. So go on ahead and just use that, because you're going to buy something off Amazon anyways. I know you're going to. I just bought some shit off Amazon this week. I would use it if I wasn't sending money right back to myself. It doesn't work like that, sadly. You can use it, though, and it's not going to cost you anything. You buy your stuff on Amazon, they give us money. It's pretty pretty cool, not going to lie. Find a t-shirt on a represent site if you would like to wear some Trap House merch, you know, support the boys. Go on ahead to our represent site, pick you up a t-shirt or a hoodie, why not? And Steezy's Trap House at gmail.com if you have any questions for the show. If you want to record a voice memo and email it over, I can play that on the show as well. Go on ahead and do that from your iPhone, you know, just record a little voice note, send it over. I can play it and make fun of you and whatever you say on the show in real time. I know you want to hear your voice on the radio or on a podcast, you know, whatever. It's it's basically radio. It doesn't matter. And if you want any free stickers, send me an email or a direct message at any of the social media accounts. Send me your address and I will ship you one, I repeat, one free sticker. Boom. The website. I have to address this now because, oh boy, I'm actually sitting on an episode right now that we recorded this past Thursday with the homies Javaris and Kutre, and it was a great episode. Wanted to release it on time, like a responsible podcaster. Was not able to do that because my website hosting service decided to take my website down for some reason that I know not. I reset the note, the domain name, renewed the domain name last week, and with that came a whole slew of problems that I thought would never have come with just such a simple, simple process as renewing a domain name. But, you know, whatever. I don't know. So as of right now, still, the website is currently down. It's been down all weekend. Haven't been able to get it back up for don't know why. I really don't know why. But, you know, I've been working with tech support um hopefully the website will be up soon so i can get that episode released and this episode released as soon as possible because basically whenever the website is up i'm just releasing both of these at the same time because the second the first episode was supposed to have been released like two or three days ago already so it's i'm very behind schedule right now if you couldn't tell it's frustrating me to no end to no end whatsoever but you know life just throws these little problems at you got to deal with it I also had my headphone my headphone amplifier blow up on me. I had like a really big headphone amplifier that wow. was like right here. It was really nice and it just stopped working. Oh no. Yep, it just doesn't turn on at all anymore. So Aww. there's that. How do you hear about that? <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, it's like everything sounds like kind of weird right to me right now because I was using that really nice headphone amplifier Aww. and it made everything sound really really nice and right, right. now everything sounds crazy oh, I can tell. i'm out <laughs> i am all out of whack right now oh, no. but that's enough about me because it doesn't matter about me my friend i know we were discussing i don't know if the people at home were able to pick up on the slight accent but we were discussing where you're from originally please let these people know i am originally from trinidad and tobago yeah. 868 yeah. tuna puna <laughs> trinidad and 
Yes. Repping hard out here. Repping huh? hard all day, every day. Um, born Trini. Love everything about Trinidad. Trinidad is my number one place besides America. And um, I love everything about it. I just knew I was Trini from day one. How long were you there for? I lived in Trinidad for until I was six. And um, after coming my dad, he came to America. And then after when he came to America, my mom and I, we came after. So I've been I've been living in America now for quite a long time. Gotcha. But I go back and visit quite often. Um, all the time. Say, I when, went. When was the last time? The last time I went back to Trinidad was the year before last. Hmm. So which was 2017. So gotcha. hopefully I could try to go again this year. But um, a lot of people normally go for carnival season. And carnival is for those that don't know, carnival is the celebration against slavery. So the reason why the carnival and it started was that um, the slaves at the time in the Caribbean, they um, were obviously slavery was abolished. So what they would do, they would dress up in their like old slave owners, old clothes, and they would just like wear these old clothes and all these old shoes and stuff like that. And they would just kind of celebrate in the street for days. So the starting of a carnival is actually juve and juve means until morning. And basically what it starts is that is like everybody was celebrating until they saw the sunlight. And then from there on, that's how Carnival started. So you have Carnival Monday and Carnival Tuesday, and it starts with Juve. Gotcha. So as years went by, the Carnival clothing got less and less <laughs> skimpy. So that's why you see a lot of Carnival costumes and a lot of dedication and pride into the Carnival costume because it's, uh, it's against the abolish of slavery. Gotcha. So Carnival is a very popular season in Trinidad, and Trinidad is very popular for Carnival. So I know a lot of people, they normally go for Carnival season. I had no idea about that. Yes, I thought that was like, I guess as most people would think, like, I guess people assume that's like a Brazil thing or something. Um, I would say, I mean, within that South American region and also in the Caribbean, it has influences. Gotcha. But Trinidad was the first. So with it having a carnival in Jamaica or Brazil or even in Cuba, it Trinidad was the first originator. And from there, it had different influences. Because, again, it's still that same concept of that abolishment of slavery. That's crazy. Just because, like, especially since I'm Puerto Rican myself, so I'm I'm also from the Caribbean, but like that didn't really influence anything over there in Puerto Rico, which is strange because we're so close to each other, right? So right, close to each right, other, right? That's crazy. Like, it I, is. yeah, like you you learn other cultural aspects of the pe of your basically your next door neighbors, your yes. your island neighbors every day. You do, you do, and I think I have a great significance about Carnival because um I think when I think about Carnival, obviously I think about the colors. But most of all, I think what I could take away from Carnival is what the, it represents outside of the abolishment of slavery, the colors and the people and the diversity that it holds. Within the Caribbean, I'm just going to talk about Trinidad, for example. We do have a lot of Chinese immigrants. We do have African descendant immigrants. We also have a lot of Indian immigrants from East India. So... Uh, carnival in a sense it represents all of those cultures all of those diversities all of those different people all representing one thing and it's just beautiful for me to see because as the years gone by and the traditions that it carries like for example there's this thing called the spirit the spirit of carnival which is this late they call it this lady and she's basically like a silver lady mm -hmm. and they rep and it represents the spirit of carnival and the spirit of carnival is just free-flowing and it's just a spirit that of happiness and joy of that abolishment of slavery and i love it in a sense because because it's it, it really represents what the Caribbean is also about diversity, different people. It's it's a beautiful thing. And I'm a big person about that. 
uh, diversity, learning different cultures, always trying something new, trying new foods. Most definitely. So I love that. Most I love definitely. what it represents. And there's, I love that it's a part of me. There's nothing quite like island life, though, is there? Oh, no, not at all. I was. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Oh, wow. <laughs> what is happening? Don't get me wrong. I love the, you know, love the states. I love my Florida living. Right. But there's nothing like island life. There's just, it, it's not, it's not comparable, honestly. It really isn't. It's not at all. I was talking to uh, some of my friends about this actually yesterday. And um, my friend Ariel, shout out to Ariel, her and I, we were hanging out yesterday and I introduced her to roti. Well, she's had roti before, but she was like, oh, I want to find a really good place where I could find it. And there's a place here in Orlando called Annie's Roti. Mm. And um, normally I, gonna, I take. I was going to say it's in your name. I would expect yes. that you would know the fire roti spots. Exactly. It is in my <laughs> name. So I know most of where the great all the good Caribbean food is. And so her and I, we went for roti and she was like, oh, Danielle is so good. And I'm like, yes, uh, well, I don't want to be biased and say that it's good because I personally like it or because of Trinidadians cooked it. But I feel that it's good because of the overall quality that you're getting for your money. Mm. But um, just introducing, you know, my friends to my culture, they introduced me to theirs. I love that. But I just think um, overall like the island life in the Caribbean, what I think it stands for is just like unity. It stands for also like the beaches, the warm beaches. I love that. The natural scenery, the naturalness of the Caribbean. I just love that. And I, what I love is the family aspect, whether if you're young or old, people are looking out for you and they're caring for your best intentions, whether it be education or just overall your all well-being. When I went back to Trinidad the year before last and my grandmother, she's a little older, but she lives by herself. And I remember people was passing, hey, Joyce, you're good, you're good. And, you know, I'm just like, people were passing by her house every day. We pass our neighbors straight here sometimes. We didn't even know if somebody falling in the house or if they're okay or how that all plays out. But I think what it means is just unity. And it doesn't, I'm not necessarily representing it, seeing that Trinidad acts like that. Even to my Caribbean friends that are from Jamaica, Barbados, Antigua, we always, hey, how are you doing? It's like yep. a really best interest. And even like you say, even in the Puerto Rican culture, some of my friends too, you know, hey, how are you Christmas time? They'll yep. make sure they'll give you food or give you a gift. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. And Most that's definitely. why I love to share that culture with my friends and my family by knowing that, you know, outside of what I am, you're also my friend and my family, and I also share my culture Most with definitely. you. Yes. It's that concept of, like, it takes the village to raise a child, almost. Exactly. Like, everybody is not necessarily poking their noses in other people's business. Everybody is just intrigued with what everybody else is doing because, it, like you said, it's just unity. It's it's just a straight family thing with everybody. Like, exactly. You want to help your neighbors out, and you want to make a good community and environment with your neighbors. I mean, of doesn't want a good environment with their neighbors you know what i'm saying exactly and i think that um, it's something that's lost here i it, feel it like it is it is something that is lost here and i feel like you know as the generation gets older it gets lost completely yeah because i think that now we have social media and we think social media is the only way and the key way to communicate with our friends and family i think we can be able to you know hey pop up and hey how are you doing i think go to your home see how your friends doing see see the physical aspect of them how are they doing overall and i think that it could be a lost communication but i think that's why it's up to people like myself that still has those values instilled in me to still be able to still show that because sometimes i'll text my friends but i just don't feel like it's enough sometimes i like to invite them hey you free you want to go to the park we don't have to eat all the time yep. we could do different things and i think it's very important and to add on to what you're saying as far as just like that loss of communication I feel like that's why it's so important to support your friends, support um, people in general. 
And I think it's really great, in my opinion, to support people and just show them that love. Because not every time people will show you love, but if you could show it to somebody, you never know how that impacts people. Exactly. And that's what I'm really big on. Exactly. Especially, uh, just like you said, I mean, I couldn't have put it better. You never know how that's going to impact somebody and change their day. Because you never know what's going on in somebody else's day. Like Exactly. That's one of the main things that I've I've had to take into account, you know, getting older, um, whenever somebody's coming at me with a bad attitude or something like that, I have no idea what that person just went through right before they came to me and talked to me. Exactly. Like, I shouldn't pass judgment on them and their shitty attitude. I'll be it being a shitty attitude, you know, right, it is right. what it is. But, <laughs> you know, like I, I can't still pass judgment on them just because of that fact. Like I still right. have to give them some benefit of the doubt. Right. So that's very true. And I feel like I'm learning on that at, as well, too, because sometimes some people you go some places and they just huff and puff and they mad rude. And I just want to tell them, look, listen, it's my money. I spend it on you. You know, <laughs> don't feel like you can give me them kind of attitude problem at all. But afterwards, I have to take it back and I still smile and I say, thank you, whatever. And I leave it at that. And to kind of add to that, I have a friend that I actually met on Instagram. And her name is Abio. Shout out to you. I hope you're watching this. And long story short. Um, she's always been running for years and I don't know her at all. And I used to just send her money and donate to her campaigns because she was just running for like, um, the Boston marathon and different things. Didn't know the girl. I love what she was doing. I saw that she was also Trinidad descent, but outside of that, I just love what she was doing. And that's what's up. I just supported her. And it just so happened that her and I met for the first time last year in New York and it was great. We went out to eat and we went to the Brooklyn Bridge and I just felt like, you know, I found a friend that I've never had before. She was a great friend, like just more like a sister, like family. And to add to the story, last week was just been kind of rough with me with work and stuff. And I remember I um, got something in the mail and I'm like, I didn't order anything on Amazon, but I'm quick to open it anyway. Like I love gifts. What oh, could it be? Oh yeah, of course. And when I opened the box, Abia had sent me a book and the note basically was saying that, you know, I just want to say thank you for our friendship. This book just going to help you give you different meditations of the year and to basically hone in onto the book, read it daily as meditations to help better yourself. And I cried when I read that book because I said, here I am. I supported this girl, didn't know where it would go. But here here is something that came back to me greater than silver and gold. And this is love and unity and that same unity that I was talking about from earlier from the Caribbean aspect. And I've been reading that book every day. And you're supposed to read it every day because every day is supposed to match to the different days of the year, 365. And today, the message basically said that. Um, Don't mess up on the podcast. <laughs> That's what yes, it said. One, and it also said that be your own happiness. And I couldn't I couldn't. I just wanted to rip it off and just plaster it on the back of my jacket and say, be your own happiness. That's and real shit right there. It really is. It's great. And I, again, it just goes to show you that, you know, being kind is one thing, but showing genuine love to people it is free. You don't have to buy it on Walmart. You don't have to buy it on Amazon. It's free. And if you don't want to show love to people, that's your own way. But you can miss out on the greatest people in your lives and the greatest moments in your lives if you don't straighten up yourself. Most definitely. I, yes. I take that specific statement into account myself so much because like right. growing up I, I talked about it on the podcast before i've had anger issues in the past and the fact of that statement be your own happiness i see how that applies to me because when i'm in those angry states you know it's 
no one else is making me angry except myself. Like, right. I'm the only one continuing to push that forward and being like, oh, well, now I'm just going to continue being pissed off and I'm, d- I'm not going to let anyone change my mind. Like, no, bro, just chill. Take a chill pill. I need to just sit back and I need to think the positive things that right. can l- allow me to, like you said, be my own happiness. Right. And it's like that. That's that's like a statement like I can take to heart very easily just because of my past situations also. Definitely. And what I will do is for everybody that's listening, I'm actually going to take a picture of the book and I'm going to post it on my Instagram page. So if you're interested in the book as well that I'm talking about with the daily meditations, I feel that I would love for you to also try it too. And even though it's like day 19, you could, you know, start from the day or you could just like read all of them as quickly. But I feel that personally read them and and take into a consideration what it's saying and I try to apply to one aspect daily, weekly, monthly, you'll see some changes. That's what's up, man. Yeah. That's what's up. Thank you. So when you moved from Trini over, where did you move to originally? I moved here um, to Orlando, and I've always lived in Winter Park, which some people are like, oh, my God. So you've been in Orlando this whole time. So I've been in Orlando this whole time, and I've been back and forth from places, especially New York. I feel like New York is my hometown. Shout out to New York, Queens, Brooklyn, yes. Manhattan, even though Manhattan is a busy place, but especially Queens, Southside Jamaica. A lot of my friends, you know, a lot oh. of my friends are from New York. My best friends, people that I love and grow with is in New York. I, I feel love like, New York so much. Yeah, I love it a lot. You might see me soon. Yeah, Who knows? Yeah. Well, you're going to see me soon. I'm going to be there for Fashion Week. But um, Oh, I'm so envious. Yes, I'm going to be there for Fashion Week. But New York is my place to be. Everybody knows that if I'm not here, I'm there. And if I'm not there... Well, now I'm, I'm definitely here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I've I've lived in Orlando most of my time. So I'm I I would love to say that I know Orlando pretty well, but it's been a weird transition for me because I feel like I'm now kind of like appreciating what Orlando has to offer, and now appreciating Orlando overall as aspect because I feel growing up in Orlando, um, it was like, um. Hmm. Growing up in my family, it my mom, she was a little strict, but I didn't get a chance to be like, oh, I'm partying here, there, and going everywhere. So I feel like I never got a chance to see what Orlando has to offer. But now that I'm a little bit wiser and older, I could, I'm finding different places that I feel are really reflectful on me. Like places I could go and, and get like clarity of my mind. Places I could go and enjoy with my friends. Places that I know that I could always get really good food. So, I, I mean... Growing up in Orlando, I could say I didn't like it, but now it's grown on me. I feel that. I definitely feel that. I, I've, like I was saying before we started, I've been here for almost 10 years now, and I hit a wall maybe around like year five or six where I was like, man, I'm kind of kind of burnt out on this, man. I don't yeah. know. And then I had just this resurgence, like this renaissance almost right. of meeting all these dope people doing dope stuff and, you know, meeting all these amazing chefs making dope food around the area. Mm. That was, I mean, the food thing was like, wow. Food thing definitely kept me here. <laughs> was, really? Uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a big food person. I may not look like it cause I'm, I'm skinny as, <laughs> as all get out, but uh, Lucky you. <laughs> I, I am a huge food person. And when I saw all of these beautiful food offerings just popping up in Orlando, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll hang around for a little bit. Awesome. Let's see awesome. where this goes. 
Awesome. I love food myself. I love to cook outside of fashion blogging and different things. Mm. People know that I love to cook. And I know uh, my friends or whoever's watching, they will tell you, like, uh, sometimes I'll show up or I'll cook at their house or whatever. And they're like, Daniil, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so I, I love to cook. Is that your first go to when you go to like if you just go to hang out with somebody, will you just start cooking and not even ask them? I could. I d I, first of all, it depends. I'll be like, do you want me to cook? And if so, I will. Or um, I'll, I'll tell them, like, like, what do you have at home? And Or if I need to pick up something, I'll pick up something and cook. Or, like, for example, I have a really good friend. His name is David. And him and I, we knew each other well from college. And I remember it was his birthday. And I drove back up. I went to school in Daytona. We'll get into that. But I went to school in Daytona for two years at Cookman. And um, one thing is I never forget my friends up there. They were really good people to me. Mm -hmm. And I went up there, drove from Orlando to Daytona, and I cooked, like, jerk chicken, rice, and stuff. And up to this yeah. day, that had to be, like, six six seven years now and and people are like oh god they're still talking about that food and i'm like goodness really hey i'm just gonna let you know that i have all of the great qualities of a great friend you know i can <laughs> i can be one of these great friends you, you know, know what? I, I can potentially I will, be that person I will, I will cook for you one day just Ooh. for having me on the show i will Ooh. i will um we will we will plan Ooh. that and i can bring something over people at home you heard it here i have audio recorded evidence if i do not get this meal Woo, buddy. <laughs> Woo, you buddy. will you will you definitely will oh no if, if that happens i would be so appreciative I'm just, of course oof, of course oof. of course you just gotta let me know like what you like what you don't like in your diet oh, i like anything okay good I like anything easy oh actually you know what and we were just talking about roti too you want to know one of the saddest things about getting older what is when your body starts rejecting food that you love that's true that's true. Over the past two years, bread and dough. Mm. You might have a gluten uh, sensitivity. Yeah, I apparently I do. I haven't got it checked out or anything. Um, a lot of people, you know, that's the first thing they ask me as well. And I mean, that's that's more than likely what the situation is. Um, but like I said, I haven't got it checked out at all. But anytime I eat bread or, or dough type stuff, I love it. I mm. love it to, to the death of me. And it just means anytime I eat that, it's going to be like a day, a day and a half of me paying for it afterwards. Oh, no. I yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. And roti falls in that category. It does. Oh, which it, it does. hurts so much. Oh. It hurts so much. But if I'm offered, I'm going to eat it. That's it. That's yes. like that's that's the problem. Yes. It's like a lot of people with lactose intolerance also. Like I know a lot of people with lactose intolerance will still eat dairy, mm -hmm. even though they know they're going to pay for it. And I feel like I, I definitely agree with what you're saying as far as like um, getting older and trying different things. Like I've always loved pasta and I've always loved carby foods, but I feel like now I really have to cut back on that because I mean, it's really, it's, it, I just feel like all the preservatives and all of the different things. Um, it just, it's just not really good. And like you said, it slows you down. And like, even when I go back home to the Caribbean, if I go to Jamaica and different things like that, and I eat some of the food and I come back here, I feel a complete difference. Yes. I feel a complete different. Things is not as natural. Nope. Things don't taste as well. Things is just barely tasting like it's fresh. I can't take it on. That was like when I went to Nicaragua. Um, I mean, I mean, you can't lie about it. A lot of these people are living in straight third world situations. They're living in, in tin huts, things along those lines. It's mm -hmm. a very humbling experience to be there. And I can guarantee all of those people are eating way better and way fresher than me. Yes. Hands down. When I went to Nicaragua, I had the my digestive system was just whoop, 
the beautiful, the most beautiful it's ever been. You know, wow. I'm not trying to go there, but you know, it, <laughs> it is what it is. I'm just saying the food is just right. so fresh there. Like you can taste the difference. You can feel the difference with everything that's going on with the food in those situations as opposed to, and that, that's the problem with like pasta specifically. Pasta is just like, it's just straight sugar. That's It really is. It really is. Your body doesn't know what to do with that sugar when it transforms into sugar when you digest it. Your body's just like, what do we do with all of this sugar? You're just putting more sugar in. I don't, we don't know what to do with this. Exactly. And I'm trying to get better with eating a lot of carbs and pastas and stuff. But I feel like those are my go-to foods because I have shellfish allergies. So mm. like with my shellfish allergies, shout out to my best friend, Joe, Joe, just, just came in i'm gonna call you back i didn't mean to deny your call <laughs> but um uh but yeah I'm, I'm trying to get better with like eating carbs and different things like that so but like i was saying it's my go-to food because i have shellfish allergies so i can eat like lobster and crab and different things so i feel like i always have to be wary of different foods especially with like fish oils and different stuff like that yeah so i just stick with what i know rice carbs jerk chicken she was like oh jojo jo- jo said hey <laughs> oh yeah make sure and go follow her too love you to beauty it's her instagram name she's really dope that's my best friend I'm definitely gonna mention her in the podcast later on yep. but um the carbs is so hard yes, though like is. i'm preaching really all of, i'm preaching all of this about how i'm i shouldn't be eating bread and all this stuff i guarantee you i ate some bread yesterday i ate some bread yesterday dog I'm t- let me tell you, I went to go see a really good friend of mine. She's like a sister to me. What day was that? Thursday. And we went to this went, uh, restaurant here in Winter Park called Luma. I don't know if you guys been there. Oh, but I've Luma been to Luma. Oh, so good. Ooh, the food is so good. And buddy. I'm talking like a trini now. When I tell all yeah, I sit on there and eat that whole thing of bread. <laughs> what? I was just not playing. I eat the thing. The man tell me, ma'am, you know you have food on the way. I said, sir, like I forget what I order because the food, that bread was so good. And you could tell it was fresh. It was like rosemary bread. And then they had like this freshly made butter. You could taste like it was that farm to table. Fire. Really, really good. And now I was paying for it. You know what? I'm, like, I'm going to ask you something about Luma because shouts out to Luma. Yes. Fire. Did you get confused going into the bathrooms? Oh, uh, let me tell you. I almost okay. land against the wall. Okay. And my I'm, friend. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm not yes. the only one here. I almost land against the wall. And my friend was like, girl, you have to press the thing. <laughs> and I'm just looking at it like, what like, kind of futuristic? Yeah, exactly. Moment. I was yeah. like, I feel like I'm in Star Trek or something. I was just like, this is crazy. I felt like I was watching that movie, The Fifth Element. I don't know if y'all yeah. remember in The Fifth <laughs> Element when they had like all that futuristic stuff. <laughs> But I was just like, yeah, and then the way how the whole sink was made up, I'm like, uh, it's other two things. Like, See, I don't go out much or I'm just <laughs> living in 1912. It sounds like you got lucky. Your friend was the one who told you how to open the bathroom door? Yeah, because if not, okay, I would have went home. I got <laughs> <laughs> I got the look Woo-wee. from, I had the waiter tell me as he's walking by and I'm just standing there stupidly outside the bathroom door, just like waving at it, trying to make it work. <laughs> and he's like, bro, it's all you got to do is press it, man. And I was just like, oh! my god why is this so easy i'm telling you i feel like winter park is a different place it's like a real yeah it's a you know it's real high class and real luxury life and i mean i lived in winter park all my all my time Mm. so it's like winter park really has like the finest to offer but i also do feel at the same time though like take advantage of it if you're not from the area go up there enjoy yourself enjoy a nice meal live your best life doesn't mean that you have to ball out and, and have all this money Live a good quality life exactly. for yourself, whether it be your happiness or, you know, treat yourself to a nice meal where it tastes like, for example, Luma has great farm to table meals, meaning that the quality of the ingredients is really locally got from farmers. Yep. So, you know, enjoy that. Enjoy that. Yes. 
I agree. Really and really again, nice. shout out to Luma because yeah. they have a burger. Oh, yeah. oh God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and I don't even eat burgers like that. Yeah. But Luma at Water Park, that food is real good. And us island people, we know. We're like, God, we just can't stop eating. It's just like, woo. People at really home, good. people at home, my friend Christian here might leave the podcast early because all the food <laughs> talking we're doing right now. I can see the look on her face. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm planning to get like, I'm not cooking today. So I'm planning to possibly get like, jerk chicken or something after this oh. and yeah because normally i like to cook on sunday but um i'm kind of a little bit busy this upcoming week so mm. i'm just gonna get like a buy a little meal today and then probably try to cook in the week so i feel you okay so before we continue on yes. i have to know now what are your go-to caribbean spots around oh, here because i need to know great. i need to know great okay so i hope everybody is paying attention i'm on live on instagram right now get your pen and pencils down get kids. your pen and pencils <laughs> down right now because it's gonna be a lot of great lists i want to say first um my go-to place is sunshine bakery and they have quite a few sunshine bakeries here in orlando word um they do have one on silver star and they do have one on colonial and i feel that it's really good for basic um jamaican food so if you like curry go oxtail jerk chicken i feel like the food is good and the quality is good um my personal favorite i find that as of lately the one on uh colonial has been really really well i feel like the food is really cooked because sometimes they change cooks word so i feel like that one has been really consistent i really like them annie's has the best roti in central florida here in orlando very 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 good very good. I'm writing that down right now. Annie's really good in that. Annie's is off of Kirkman. Tell him that uh, the owner, his name is Bobby, I believe. Um, he's a gentleman. He's always in the front. And he's really smiley, very funny guy. Tell him that I sent you. And tell him the lawyer, Gil, sent you. He'll know what I'm talking about. And he'll start <laughs> to laugh. Um, they have great roti, in my opinion. Very good. Very freshly made. Great. I bring all my friends there. I love it. And this is when I get bougie with food because everybody knows me. When I like food, I like food. I don't play around and try to eat nothing less than up to my standard because I like to cook and everybody knows that. So I'm like Chef Ramsay of food. If it's not up Ooh. to my standards, I'm not eating from it. Ooh. And I don't care. And I'm and, I, and I'm proud to say that. Best come correct. Yes. I That's one of my goals. So I would love to like sit down with Chef Ramsay and we like talk about food. I would love that to happen one day. Are you it's about, gonna happen you about Chef Ramsay? I love him. I watch all his shows. I love he him. He's brutal, yo. And he's so funny, <laughs> especially when he talks things. Oh, my God, you know, like, oh, Jesus, is fuck off. And it's in the trash. And it just tastes awful. And fuck me. I love him. He's, he's just so, so brutal. brutally honest. And I love it. When I want to get a good laugh, I just watch his stuff. I'm getting off topic here. Don't worry. I'm going to get back on the um, food. <laughs> Don't worry. We're going to commercial break. But like I was watching one of the episodes one day. I come home and he went to a place. He's like, God, there's all these flies around here and there's just so much flies. Are you effing mad? There's so much flies around here. Why am I eating them this restaurant so much flies yeah. and i was dead i'm like jesus my dad my dad yeah. i couldn't be a work in that restaurant because i would have been on the ground and ramsey would have been like oh are you serious about food here shout out to my girl ariel she came on the live and he was are you serious about food here i love chef ramsey he's very passionate about what you're doing we could take a lot from him be passionate about what you love be your best in what you love. If you want to do something, be the best in it. You think Chef Ramsey is less than the best? He's the best in what he's doing. This is true. He has top restaurants where all of his restaurants are getting to. 
world world class recommend like you know uh, uh, um, acknowledgement. And how many shows does he have now at this point? Too much, too much. He has many. He's got Chef like, Ramsay's the best. He's got like four or five shows easily. Yes, easily. Chef Ramsay's the best. You got to be the best, and that's what I think when it comes down to him. Be the best. So back to what we were saying about the yes. food. We talked about um, Sunshine Bakery. We talked about Annie's. Yes. So now, if you're a true island person and you love pepper and spice and everything nice, mm-hmm. there is a place called Leroy's. Leroy's is off of Hastings, a little smaller restaurant. I wouldn't recommend to sit down because they don't have any seating. But if you want the real. That's how you know it's good. Yes. Though. If you want the full blown, you eating this Jamaican food, you're going to start saying bullet, bullet, kaboom. <laughs> like you want the full shebang. Like I'm talking like you're going to leave and start listening to Bounty Killer. You got to call the Leroy's. <laughs> And the food is so good because when you go there, everybody got attitude. And I don't care because the food is that good. And then the Chilean is like, you know what you want? You know what you want? You're <laughs> Yo. ready for Ada? Yo. And I'm just like, yeah, I know what I want. <laughs> because, like, the lady's so rude up there, but the food is so good. Those like, are the best spots. Those you're, are the best spots. You're making me think of a specific so spot I know of back in Pensacola, my hometown. It's called the Blue Dot. And they oh, o- wow. they only make two things. They make two things. They make burgers and they make ribs. Mm. And they're only open from I want to say like eleven a.m. to two p.m. or something. Oh wow! And they only make ribs on the weekends. So it's only burgers on the weekdays. What? And it's the same. It's the same style as this as Leroy's. There's no sign on the outside of the building. Yeah. So you have to know what it is to actually go in there because there's zero sign. You won't know. And if you go in and man's looks at you and he asks you what you want and you're not ready, he's immediately going to the next person. Doesn't e- matter. Exactly. Doesn't they're matter. about their money, man. Yeah. If you're not ready, you're not ordering yet. Yeah. Yo. They're about their they the money. And um, I love Leroy's. And I, what I like about it is the, the authentic food is really, really good. And I have a friend. His name is Chris. And he's a Jamaican. And Chris, uh, as island people say, Chris Nanyam Alta Road. Like, he don't eat from nobody. Don't eat nothing. He Nanyam Alta Road. And when Chris told me, yeah, Daniel, oh, my God, this place is good. I'm taking off my glasses for this one because he was like, it is good. And I'm just like, shit, this place must be damn good if Chris says it's good because Chris don't nam out the road. And I'm just like, I remember I went up there at the time I worked at Florida Hospital. So I got off of work earlier and I went there and I was like, yeah, let me get the um, stew chicken. And one thing about me, people, I don't get uh, stew chicken from nowhere because I make it pretty good. Uh. When I said that stew chicken was damn good. I'm like, Wow really good everything was really good and i went back to get the jerk chicken i was like oh my god it was really good and then i went back the second time but it was completely sold out of food and i got this thing called goat head soup it's not like really like a whole goat head in the soup but like pieces of goat Mm -hmm. and it was this rasta man and when i tell you one thing too people know about rasta people they don't really eat from nowhere and when i said that rasta man get this big thing of soup i'm like yo that's it. That food is lit. Like, <laughs> he's good. It. So, Leroy's really, really good. I love their food. Uh, moving along, um, I think that this place, I haven't been there in a while, but Nick Grills off of uh, Powers and Silver Star, I find they have some good food. I haven't been there in a while, only Word. because I haven't been on that side of town. Gotcha. But I like the food. The customer service is really good. I think they have really overall good, tasty food. Word. 
really really good and um big shout out to my friend ricardo they have a family restaurant it's called miller's this one is mostly closer for like the people on the east side and closer for people um that's living in the winter park and it's in eatonville um off of that road what is that kennedy mom's kitchen uh no past mom's kitchen okay word i've never i never ate from mom's kitchen but i've seen it it's past mom's kitchen but you know where that is like across the street from the gas station and it looked like hell yes (laughs) i know what you're talking about go that's good and they don't even have no no roof it's just anyway it's across on a gas station where that catty sub used to be yeah i got right in that plaza next door is uh uh miller's jamaica restaurant and Ricardo's a good friend of mine. I know him for years. Real decent people, really nice people. They're from Jamaica. Bet. And I, we both got homework. I got to go try Miller's. Really, really you good. You got to go try Mom's. I'm going to try Mom's. I'm going to try Mom's. Make Mama try it on the weekend. Fire. Really good? It's good. I'm going to check it out. It's I saw good. that flag out there. I said, yeah. Yeah. It's, it looks good. It's good. It looks it's good. good. For sure. Miller's food is really good. I always get the curry goat from them. I'm a big curry goat girl. I love to make it. So I really like it. It's very tasty. I had a friend of mine at work. She's Trini. And she's like, oh, Danielle, I, I want some food. And I'm like, oh, let me order from Miller's because what they're doing now, they, you can order through them for Postmates. So I like to support local business, like we mentioned. Support yep. your friends and your family. Most definitely. So I order from them, and they gave me two big things of food. And I guess, I don't know if they knew it was me that ordered or what, but they gave me one extra little bit of food. And I gave it to a coworker of mine, and she didn't have lunch. And let me tell you people how this food good, because this lady at my job, American lady, Caucasian lady, she doesn't eat a lot of stuff because due to her diet, she just likes stuff really bland, very basic. Yeah. When I tell you this lady, say, God, Danielle, this food is so good. I got, can you get me the address? I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, of course. When I tell you, this lady rears up from her chair, stand up full. She stand up one time and tell me, Danielle, can I get the address to this restaurant? And I'm like, of course, I'll give it to you. So that people, a lady that don't eat nothing, no seasoning, nothing, eating curry goat. How that happened? That's how that up. happened? That's what's up. She, that, yeah, she loved it. <laughs> Corinda, Corinda, my friend, she eat the whole box of food. Whop that food. That box was in the trash. And shouts to her. Shouts to her. Yeah, so thank you to Miller's for the nice, tasty food. It was hot when we received it. It was really good. And it was really, really good. I got jerk chicken from them. They do have soups weekly. They play music in there. Really, really good place. And it clean. That's another place. You can't be eating from something in a restaurant. And you go to the bathroom and you see a roach in there waving at you. No, mm-hmm. so you have to leave them place. No. Mm-hmm. Clean place. You have to eat from a clean place. But I feel like when it comes down to it, obviously, you're you're number one in the kitchen. Am I? Am I yes. 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 Yeah, always. Yes. Always you number one. Yes. Yes, I love it. I love to cook because um, my grandmother, she was um, another person. She really influenced me in my style and she influenced me in a lot of different ways. And she always used to cook really well and my mom never really paid attention to her when she was cooking, so I always paid attention and, and always picked up a little bit of her habits because she always used to tell me, Daniela, they're going to come, you know, when um, I, you're going to have to cook for yourself and you have to do things for yourself. And I was just like, you know what, it's so true. And now looking back at it, I'm like, you know, I'm glad that I really took her ways because I feel like, you know, it's, it's, I'm, a, I'm a big person. I'm about energy. Mm-hmm. And I'm about positive vibes. And there's good vibes and there's negative vibes. And let me tell you something. When you do things good and you, the intentions are good, you feel good when you do it. Most definitely. So when you're eating good and you're doing good, you're going to have good energy for yourself. Most when you, eat, you ever eat something bad and you feel sluggish and you feel horrible, 
You know why? Bad energy behind it. Yeah, Not you're putting, good for you. You're putting crap into your body. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Eat one big hard burger and you just, oh, my <gasps> God. Yes, <gasps> oh, I kill me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's negative energy, man. It's not good for you. So obviously food plays a big part in your life. Yes. And I'm seeing yes. played a big part in your life growing up as well. Oh, yes. What other, what other things were playing big parts in your life growing up? Um, I want to say music. Music was a big part of my life growing up. Fashion, definitely. That's why um, I mean, I'm doing fashion blogging now. Mm-hmm. Fashion has definitely played a big part of my life. What type of music were you hearing growing up? Okay, so we're going to take it way back. Yes. So um, growing up now, right, I listen to a lot of older Calypsonians. So shout out to all my Trini people watching. I'm a big Shadow fan. Shadow was somebody that I love. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Shadow. Shadow is this lyricist guy. And what I loved about Shadow, he never cursed. But he's always emphasized different things. And it's just comical. And back to the Caribbean culture, well, I feel like Trinity people are always crazy and they're very hilarious. Yes. So I've loved Shadow and his music because it's always comical and it's very funny. Like one show, I mean, one song that I loved um, is called Looking for Han. And Looking for Han means it's like an island term of that. You're cheating on your wife or your girlfriend or whatever. Okay. And basically this guy says he wants to marry this girl. And that's the name of the song, Looking for Han. And he goes, um, you're not working. And the guy goes, no. And Shadow goes, are you joking? And the guy goes, no. And the guy goes, you're looking for horn. The girl is going to horn you. And he said Friday evening, he said, everybody passing with a box of fried chicken. Your girl watching you want to hit you and lash you because you ain't got no money. Like, it's so funny. Like, it's hilarious. And Shadow has some really funny, positive messages and hilarious messages behind his music. And I've grown up to love Shadow so much because my grandparents and my friends and my family, they've always played the classics. I feel like the classics and the Caribbean are like what James Brown and uh, uh, Aretha Franklin kind of type music here in America. And it's been a big part of my life because it always reminds me of my grandparents and how happy they were. And it just brought like really good times in my life. So I've always been a big Shadow fan. Sparrow, he's another big Calypsonian. I've only listened to them um black stallion there's a, a song that he sings called a black man feeling the party and it's not like oh like a black and white thing it's just the fact that he's just like a black man and he loves to party mm. and he's just like comes into a party and he's like what caribbean people we always put our hands up and they walk in and he's like i just love to party and anytime a song comes on like people either snapchat me and send me that song because they're like danielle that song is you because <laughs> i would i would be walking somewhere and i would hear that song and i was just full-blown dancing i don't care no who's watching me from who not watching party's me. on i love that song so those that just represents me like my personality like oh my god like that's just danielle like she's just always Life of the Party or something like that. So I've always listened to the basics of Calypsonians. Word. So moving along and leaving there and and coming to America, I remember the 90s now as like, I don't know, I just felt like growing up, I was just like always big into the style at the time. And I remember seeing Aaliyah and like all of these different people. R.I.P. Yes. Aaliyah was the style goddess. style god. And watch her style now. Up to this day, this girl has some clothes that people are wearing, you know, really influenced now. Like as you can see from my glasses, like uh, that's, the especially hair. especially since uh what was it her birthday or something yeah, just on passed the 16th, right. so you would exactly. see i was seeing all these posts from everybody you know mm-hmm. r.i.p Aaliyah and all that all that stuff and you would see all these different images of her and just like you just said like very relevant so relevant like everything she is wearing in the 90s is like everything i see mad people wearing right now exactly and just to um not to get off topic here but i'm just gonna say like a little bit of advice to people like how Steve had mentioned here about Aaliyah. There's a difference between timeless 
and being all the time, meaning that you could put out music and you could put out artwork and people would see you for time. But all time means that people could just come back to you at any moment and reference back to you from any period of time. Aaliyah's one, Mob Deep is one. You yes. can listen to these people and you could see their influence and they're still relevant now. All right, so be prodigy always, also. Yes, that's one of my favorites. So I want you... And I mean, always I want the best for yourself, but that's a big thing about me. I want to be of all time. I want people to come back to me and say, well, Daniil has style that could reference from now or her ideology about things she could reference at any time. That's just always something that I want to be. You always want to be the best version of you. But moving on now, um, I remember in the 90s and seeing those fashions and the styles and stuff. And I've always been saying to myself, this sounds weird, like. I remember growing up and I was just like, I hope they save some of the style for me. Like, I can't wait to be older so I can dress the way how I want to dress. And it wasn't like I was rushing myself. I just always was a visionary of fashion and style. And I just saw, like, I saw things and I just was like, I could see why somebody's wearing that. I could see why that was brought into this, uh, into consideration. So I remember my dad, like, he always had the Shabba Ranks looking hairstyle. So, like, he's always into the big blazers and different things like that. And my mom, she always, like, she used to look like Gina from Martin because my mom really Yo. looked like her <laughs> at the yes. time. Because my mom had, like, perm hair and stuff. And my mom doesn't look nothing like how she looks now. My mom's, like, big rasta lady. Word. So, like, looking at that stuff and looking at the style, that, that kind of influenced me and to the music because... Um, my dad, he was a big Bob Marley person. So he always used to listen to Bob Marley. And I remember a big part of my childhood was like, I don't know, a lot of island kids were like this, listening to these Bob Marley tapes and these music tapes back and forth. And I just like listened to it too much. I had no choice but to pay attention to the lyrics. Mm. And I really love Bob Marley. He outside for what some people think that he stand for. This man is a legendary man. Hell yeah. Listen to him. Listen to what he stand for. Bob Marley was one. So like listening to hip hop and I felt like, you know, my parents were fairly young and they were like, we were first generation moving from Trinidad here. So they wanted to be into what was American culture. So I remember my dad buying Biggie CDs. And I remember like when he was gone, I was plugging in Biggie CDs at six year old, seven year olds shouldn't be doing that. And I'm listening to it. And I'm listening to this guy and I'm like, these lyrics. I mean, somebody at a young age like me and I'm listening to these lyrics and I'm just like, my God, like this is crazy. Like this man is just really articulate in what he does. And mm-hmm. Tupac and Big L. Big L was a big person in my life. I love Big L so much. And people are listening to me like, are you female? Like, are you female? Like, I don't know no female that listens (laughs) to stuff like this. Like, this is some hardcore nigga shit. And I'm just like, I love this. And I think that's why I'm very biased in myself because I love New York. And I love that New York was the mecca for a lot of these people. And I don't know if it's in the water because I try to drink some of that New York water. But it's just talent in there. And it's just talent there. I don't know if it's the concrete jungle or the the graffiti or the struggle. yeah. Rhyme in the grit, mm-hmm. but it's talent coming from these crevices and corners and these hallways and these alleys of New York. That's that's how it always is, I feel like, with yeah. really high-class art, you know? Yeah. High-class art, it comes from a place of pressure and pain, and you have to have a lot of pressure to be able to create a diamond. And that's what happens in those situations. I mean, these people had nowhere else to go. They had nothing else to do. They were living out of the streets, you know? And there's nothing else for them in those in those areas, so... The only thing that they had, the only other outlet they had was through hip hop, which was exactly they 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 put their expression in their pain, their their pain and their expression in the music. So I was listening to that, and I remember like I just felt like I knew I was different. I knew I was different from everybody else because of the things that I liked. Everybody was like into B two K and 
all of these different things. I was going to say, I can tell you right now, I ask this question a lot of people when they come in because I'm a huge music person myself. Yeah. And I like seeing, you know, what music was being played for people when they were growing up in the house, how they discovered all that. I was going to say, haven't heard too many females come in here and drop Big L's name. So oh, yes, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's different. And, respect and for that. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's why I have a lot of friends that are like artists and like really visionaries like yourself and my friend Desmond shout out to him because like shouts Desmond Desmond yo. yeah Desmond like because I remember when we first met and him and I we were pen pals in college and I knew what the teacher was doing because she knew that I was very vocal because I'm a very vocal but I'm a respectful person I wouldn't like cussy or nothing mm-hmm. I'm very respectful of myself so she knew that I was vocal and she knew that he wasn't so I felt like he is vocal but like I feel like she knew that like we could be a good match of friends gotcha. so I remember when I was writing in a pen pal and I'm like yo I went to Cookman for two years and I'm like I feel so out of place because everybody listens to all this stuff. And I'm a person. I'm a big MF Doom fan. And he wrote me back and was like, you love Oof. Doom? Like, you love Mad Lib? Quasimodo? Like, Oof. he wanted, he, 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 you, I could tell from the excitement. Like, he you're, was just like. You're getting I brownie gotta, points from me right now yeah, as you're saying this. He was like, like, I could tell, like, he was just like, I, I got to meet this girl because, like, this girl is just different. Like, she's really out there. So kind of backtracking a little bit. So when I was talking about Big L and all of these different artists and then, you know, of course, Biggie died and I took that really hard. I was really upset about that. And then moving on to like middle school, I got into outside of New York rap and I started listening to like Texas kind of like chopped and zone music. I don't know mm-hmm. why I felt like it, that stuff I was introduced to. So I really love like DJ screw. I really love like fat Pat. Yes. I really love like 25 lighters. Like yes. that shit. I was on heavy. Yes. And I was like, D- I don't know if y'all like y'all know D- dirty South riders. Like I was into them a lot because I really love the analytics behind the music. So I was just like, when the way how they like put things and they told a story. So I was just like, damn, I really got into them really heavy. And then I started getting into like Atlanta rap, like in the eighth grade. And I started listening to like, like Maceo, this guy, he sing that song like "Hold Sit Down." Oh, I know Maceo. DS, uh, DS, oh, yeah. um, um, and then I started listening to like you know, like uh, franchise boys and all of that. Yep. So coming in to like ninth grade, now we're talking about freshman year, high school, and all that stuff. I was a big boosie girl. What oh. you couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> big money, I like it. I used to have holes straight dyke it. I was a fucking boosie girl. You want to know what's funny? I love boosie. We were just me and my homie were just talking about boosie now and how no one put respect on that man's fade back Hell in the yeah. day. Hell and, yeah. And nowadays everybody's rocking the boosie fade. Exactly. Everybody's rocking the boosie fade. Exactly. People, they don't, res- and I don't think they put respect on his music because, well, some oh, people, hell no, they didn't. I feel like they underrate him because I, what I loved about boosie is the fact that he was some real nigga shit, like some real, real hardcore shit, nigga real shit. life. And I mean, people are thinking like, why would I listen to that? I haven't experienced life like that. But I feel like, you know, you could learn a lot from people's experiences. Take a page from everybody's book, rich or poor, Most definitely. from worse or for better. You take a page from everybody's book. So I loved Boosie and I really got into um his boy. Why well, can't think of his name? Boosie and the other one that was in his group, um Webby. Too. Yeah, Webby. Webby. Yep. So I started getting into them, and then like after Webby was nasty. Yes, he was. Oof. And then afterwards, I started really transitioning back, and I started listening to like um Cameron, and then I started listening to like now Dipset and stuff. Say, yeah. So now. Getting into high school, I you was were working. You were in the straight hood shit. Hood stuff. <laughs> hood stuff. And so, like, getting uh, into, like, now going into, like, sophomore and now kind of getting into senior, we're going to wrap this up. I started making money, and I started, like, 
saving my money and going into New York. So, like, this is, like, the early 2000s, 2000s and stuff like that. So, like, this is the prime time now of these biggie baggy outfits. And this uh-huh. is where my style and my fashion is coming in. So, like, I loved, um, like, those jersey dresses and stuff. So, I had people from Trinidad sending me that stuff. I was saving my mommy money. And I was telling my mom, like, I'm going to New York. And my mom couldn't tell me no. Because she knew I was responsible for my age. Like, I was the oldest in my family. True that. So, like, I was going to New York, and I was hanging out with my friends out there in Queens and stuff like that. And I felt like I, I it was a great experience for me because I felt like I was learning myself from now. Some people don't know themselves now. I was learning myself from then, knowing what I liked from what I didn't like. So, like, I was seeing stuff that, like, it was just impacting me. So I'm going into New York, and I'm going to Jamaica. I'm going to Flatbush. I'm getting all the, the um, name belts. I'm getting the LED mm-hmm. belts. I'm getting the Echo Red. I'm getting Yo. the suspenders. I'm coming back into high school, and I didn't know it now, but niggas was hating on me. And I didn't know it then, but now I knew it now because it was, like, Daniel's on some other shit. Yeah. So, like, I was just, like, listening to Dipset, listening to Fab. Oh, my big Jada Kiss girl. I love Jada Kiss to the death of <laughs> So, like, I'm listening to Jada Kiss and I'm listening to shit like him and Styles P. I'm loving it. And this is the Mecca of the era. And I'm listening to them and I'm loving it so much. And I'm listening to um, um, Chic and I'm listening yes. to DMX now and yes. I'm getting back into it. And I'm don't dress it. I'm not dressing like how I'm listening to this music. I'm dressing like Converse and Polo and really out there. So, like, transitioning now into senior year, like, I, I felt like, wow. This this music now has really impacted me. So, like I said, I was making the money, and I used to dance. Like, outside of cooking, I'm a, I'm a dancer by trade. I've been dancing for many years. And so, like, I used to travel a lot for, like, teams. So, I used to, I went to California for the first time. And that's why I started getting into vans and, and that whole transition. And so, like, I started getting back into Doom, and I started getting back into Quasimodo. And then I fell in love with Dilla. Uh, I was wondering when that name was going to come up. Yeah. And then I fell in love with Dilla. And that is the, the turning that's point the, in my That's life. the door that opens everything. That you know, was like, the door whew. that turned that, 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 that was. I still remember the first time. Yes. Like I knew, because I mean, it's weird, especially because he has such a, a backbone in hip hop culture. Yes. That there's so many tracks that he's made that people don't even know that he's made. Um, so I'd heard so many tracks beforehand, you know, but never knew it was Dilla. But I still remember the day, like, I was really actually introduced to Dilla. And, like, yeah. he's like, yo, this is his man's name. And this is what he's doing. And I was just like, what is what is happening right now? Like, are, can you do this? Like, exactly. It's just, like, I just, I, I cried when I realized that he died because I'm just, like, I, 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 I realized who he was after the fact. But I remember I was dating this guy in high school, and his mom had bought me one of those gift cards to FYI. FYE. FYE. Yeah. Shouts out to all you youngins who have no idea what we're talking about. So I remember remember now from um, high school, they had one in Oviedo Mall, for anybody that still goes over there. And I remember I was looking at albums, and the first album that I bought, I bought the Throw Stones album. And I bought that, and I remember I was listening to this guy like called James Pants and yep. um, Peanut Butter Wolf. Oh, and yeah. All of these dudes, and I felt like it was just like I was in a whirlwind. I started realizing, like, I'm happy that I'm – music – they say you could travel and it takes you to places. Music takes you to places. Too. Yes. And I felt like I was in a different height, man. It was just amazing. And then I came across the rough draft. 
from Dilla. And I, I think I still have the album up to this day. Hopefully my parents didn't try some of my stuff when I went away for college. And then I started um, listening to that song, uh, We Gotta Get the Money with, uh, with Dilla. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that beat it was like, dun, 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 dun. Like, I was just like, Dilla is sick. Like, he is really. He's God. He's really sick. So I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I've, I've, I've grown to love this man so much. And then, like. Um, listening to Throw Stones and I was listening to them heavy and heavy and I remember Stone Throw. Oh yeah, Stone Throw and I was just listening to them and I remember I had a project in high school I mean high school and we were talking about lyrics and stuff and I remember we had to like talk in front of the class and I <laughs> Lord, I I remember the stares and looks I got when I had to read this lyric. So everybody was like reading like all of these lyrics, like, Oh, I wanna surf on the sun and oh, I wanna <laughs> like um b2k all this nonsense. smash mouth all-star people, yeah people was like <laughs> even some people had like arkelly like there was like oh i believe i could fly and i remember i had like um this paper and i and i was like see the signs no feeding the baboon as soon as they got the back bleeding from the stab wounds and i was just like everyone was like what the fuck is wrong with this girl <laughs> and i'm Yo. just like up to this day i live by that lyric by mf dune because out that you see the signs, you help people out all the time, but sometimes people stab you, stab you in your back. Yep. And I feel like you know that 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 comes with a lot of things in life, business, friends, family, and I, and everybody was just like, "What the fuck is wrong with this girl?" Like she's just really out there. And I felt like that's when I felt like I was alienated in high school in a sense because everybody was like on some um, uh, a chingy and an apple bottom jeans, boot with the fur bullshit, and I was just like, "I'm not on that." Like I was. Yep. And I felt like I was my own person. And I felt like that's why some people are always like, Danielle, how are you so strong and stuff in yourself? Because I knew from an early age, like, I can't follow the masses. Like, I have to be me. Like, I know what I like. Well, I can totally understand that, too, because, I mean, I was definitely listening to basically pretty much everything you said. Like, yes. pretty much exactly everything you said. And listening to that hard type of music from the perspective of your your groups like Dipset and you know like from Chic and all those other dudes you know you have the you have the gritty side of life telling you like you know life isn't always life yes. isn't always great and yes. cracked up as it is to be and then you have your people like Doom that give you that same perspective but from a different way of looking at it exactly. not necessarily like the hard thug grimy type shit but, yeah, but doom is just as grimy as yes. any of those other dudes yes and i'm um, like um especially this song deep fried friends <laughs> oh god i love doom <laughs> i love doom mf food i love all his songs Man. all his albums he's a great guy i feel like he's he's he is somebody that impacted me because when i've listened to doom and I just listen to him and I just take his words in consideration. That's why I say people take a page from people's books and, yep. and listen to these music and listen to these people. There's knowledge out there. Doom so, always. If not top five, he'll always be top ten lyricist oh God, for me. Yes. For sure. And even adding on to Doom, you know, one of my favorites I, I've loved so much. I mean, like, I love him to death, which is um Ghostface Skeller. Like that is Shoot. one of that's one of my favorites and Flyest. I've I love him, Tony Starks, and I feel like I was getting into his style a little bit. He's fly, flashy, the flyest in the game. Yeah, like he was just <laughs> yeah. like just so dope. And I love so much of his music, and I love Wu Tang Clan, of course. But yes. I've just always loved Ghostface Killer, and I remember that song that he got. All that I got is you, and 
I felt like that's some real shit. Like, you know, everybody grows up hard at times, but regardless if it's like in the streets hard or if you suffering financially, everybody has trial and tribulations and we can learn from that. Like, don't take your struggle and think that your struggle is just going to hurt you. Like you could grow so much from things, whether it be people that hurt you in your past or whether it could be like things that you've grown from. And I'm saying this now from a mature standpoint because I never realized it then, but I've loved Ghostface Killer so much. I mean, to the point that dropped me to tears. Listen to this guy. I loved him so much. And I, I just love his music. And, you know, transitioning into college now. And that's how I met Desmond from the Pen Pal. And he's been a great person in my life that we've been really great friends. And our friendship has grown musically wise. And I he had you know, he does his own thing music wise. And I yep. feel like it's great to have a friend like him because we could be able to relate in so many ways music wise so it was exactly. really nice to you know i loved having that. des in here because yeah. he's all over the board with music like yeah. it's anything and everything like I, I remember when i was researching him before he came in i was like this nigga makes house music what is what <laughs> and <laughs> yes. i tell him all the time and i tell him all the time you know you're very different but it's a good different and you always, so much yes. do different things and like he it's so funny we always have a i feel like it's like a love-hate relationship sometimes because, like, he, me and him would agree to disagree about certain things and different people. <laughs> and sometimes I get so mad, and I just don't text for, like, a couple of days. And then he'd be texting me back, like, okay, what's up? And I'd be like, all right, all right. That's know. how you know you're real yeah, people, though. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like I sometimes, like, when I'm talking about different music and different things, I, I have to come back to him and be like, all right, what do you feel about this or what do you feel about that music? And we just really laugh it out. And, he, you know, shout out to him. He's been, like, a really, you know, great influence in my life, really great friend of mine. And um, going back into the music, so that's kind of like a little bit of my history music-wise. So now, like, now that I'm a little bit older, and I'm not only 28, I'm not older, so, like, what am I listening to now? Um, I'm listening to a variety of everything, all of that, a little bit of new and a little bit of old. But I did miss one important, like, uh, aspect of my life, which was, like, senior year of high school, I came across this guy named Troy, and Troy was from Jamaica, and... At my school, there wasn't much island people or there wasn't much people in general. And mm. um, I remember he came in and we had a computer class together. And then he was like, yeah, man, I'm from Jamaica. And I'm like, oh, I'm from Trinidad. And, I, you know, or whatever. Make we that connection. Talking. Yeah. We made that connection. <laughs> Respect. Yep. So, like, we made that connection. And then he was telling me, like, oh, I'm really big into dancehall. And at the time, I really didn't know about dancehall, dancehall like that. Uh -huh. But I've heard of it. And I remember, like, driving in the car and I'm hearing songs like, kiss me, Raz, bomba clad. And I'm just like, <laughs> all right, I don't know what it is. <laughs> and so, like, he was like, yeah, man, may I go put you on some dancehall now? And may, may I go um, li listen to this and all of them sitting there now? And I'm just like, all right. So the first CD that he brought me was Ladies Saw 99 Ways CD. People, I had to take <laughs> off my sunglasses again for this one. I fell in love with Lady Saw, and I'm a big Lady Saw fan now. I love Lady Saw so much because she's so raunchy. She's so... She's so vocal. Like she does, she doesn't care. She say what she wants. She say how she feel. And I love Lady Saw. Like she's one of the best female lyricists, dancehall wise. Yo, I, I honestly know God. how. I honestly know how wild it gets at dancehall shows. Oh yeah. But I hadn't really like been to my own kind of like dancehall experience. I feel like until Basil actually. Oh, no. Because people at home, we met at Basel. That's how we, the homie Des, we were just talking about. Yeah. We met at the uh, the market pop-up there, Christian and myself. And that's how we formulated this whole thing. I went to this after party at Basel, and it was just straight dance hall. And 
Woo, buddy. Did that shit get wild? You saw some gymnastic tricks Quick. there, but let me yeah. tell you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me tell I you. may have seen some gymnastics done on myself. Yeah, boy, that, you're gone to a, a, a that's, that one is nice and easy. Because it was a good night. Some, it, was, it was a good night. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. Let me tell you, there's some that's really out of this world. And now you have my number, so I'm going to give you a call when there's some hey, real ones. So all my people that know, I used to be a big dancehall girl, like dancehall. I wasn't a dancehall queen, but I still dance every now and then. To see me dance is on a rare occasion, but I used to know every day. Break it out every now and again. Yeah, every now and then. But again, that was big part of my high school dancing. I knew all the dances back then. Willie Bounce, you know, Drop Dead, all these different dances. I used to do them. So Troy put me on to Lady Saw, and I love Lady Saw. Raunchy, like she was saying shit like, I'm coming over to put my foot on your shoulder. And I'm like in high school, like, <laughs> damn, I love this lady. Like, I love this shit. Like, she's just like 99 ways to show them a buff bay. Buff bay is like somebody's front. And I'm like, Lady Saw is Yo. so fucking nasty. But I love it. Like, this is Awesome. I shouldn't be listening to this. If my fa- family heard me listening to this, they'll be like, oh, God, no. Wild and out. But I loved it. And then from there, um, I got into like different artists like Assassin. And then I learned about. I love Assassin. Um, Vibes Cartel. Woo, Vibes. People, I listen Woof. to Vibes Cartel weekly. And I think I listen to Vibes Cartel weekly because I love him so much. He's one of my favorite. But I think my top four favorite dancehall people, and I'm going to add two new and two I, Vibes Cartel is one. Bouncy Killer is number two. Facts. Love Bouncy Killer. Uh, we're gonna Facts. make it. We're gonna make it to ten people. So <laughs> Bouncy Killer, <laughs> I can't just pick four. Bouncy Killers, I love him a lot. Is one of my favorite five star general. I love Vibes Cartel. Favorite top favorite. Lady Sauce, my next favorite. I love her a lot. Love Shabba Ranks. Everybody call me Lady Ranks because they know I love gold like Shabba Ranks. Flashy love him. They used to call me Lady. They used to call me Shabba Ranks niece because they know that I love that flashy shit like him. Love Shabba Ranks. His style. I love what he stands for. Um, I love Sizzler. I'm a big Sizzler and Capleton man. Ooh, Lord, I love Sizzler. Sizzler, fire, fire. I love Capleton. I love him. Sizzler, the truth. And yeah. disclaimer alert, I know some people, they feel that like Sizzler and Capleton, they do sing against like homosexuals and stuff like that. I only love the positive aspects of the songs. So I don't want people to feel like I don't love the, the um, LGBT community because I do. And I have friends from all walks of life and I love and I respect them. So disclaimer alert, I do want to clear that up because some people do think that a lot of those songs um focus on maybe the killing of those people which is not true some people have those songs but i don't like those songs i like the positivity that it highlights so i like to stick on the highlight of that so not anything of that negativity of that stuff i don't like that because i love my friends and people my friends and family and i love the lgbt community and i love everybody from everybody walk alive so i'm not into that negativity against them at this facts I don't like it. It's not nice. Um, I love Cable Tennis Scissor, like I mentioned. Newer people, I love Masika. I love Adonia. I love Ding Dong Ravers, Clavers. I love them to death. Um, I definitely love some of the older people and dance all. King Jammies, he's a big producer. I love Chronics. Chronics is another big one. Upcoming star. I love him a lot. Um, Chronics is fire. Mm-hmm. Chronics is definitely fi- fire. I love uh, Ninja Man. He's nice. Um, and uh, a couple of the producer that I love, I love Bobby Connors. I don't know if everybody know Bobby Connors. He's this, you know, Caucasian guy from New York, and he comes up with some of the best dancehall rhythms with massive B sounds. Everybody knows Scorpio sounds too. Black Chiny. Everybody probably like somebody. Somebody give me a lighter. <laughs> yeah, that's I love dancehall to the core of me. Dancehall's being a big part of me still up to this day. 
And one of my biggest things, um, well, one of the best parts of my life was I went to Jamaica. I haven't been to Jamaica in forever. And I went to Jamaica last year. And I went to Kingston, y'all. I went to Halfway Tree Dancing and I had street parties. Like nothing. Check my Instagram or check my YouTube. Oof. I did a whole vlog about it when I went to uh, Kingston. And you see me with the sound horn, with the fire. I'm burning fire. Like, it's crazy. I love it. It was a great time. That's and dope. it was a great experience. And I, lo- I went to New Kingston. I'm planning to go back to Jamaica yearly, to be honest, because now I've built a fan base out there. And so I have people, they want me to come out there. And I love Jamaica. I love dancehall. I love everything that it stands for. I love Spice. I love Spice. She's doing her thing. Really, really, really great. So that's um, back on that whole dancehall. So moving forward. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you Trini, you're not mentioning Soka. I love Soka people. I love Marsha Montano. Um... Kerwin Dubois, Cass, you know, the whole nine yards. I love Soka as well. But dance hall is big, a big part of me. So transitioning now, I love a little bit of the new and old. So I think people could come to me for music advice. And that's why I feel like um, I go to a lot of these events and I like to listen to some of the talent because I feel like I do have a good ear with music and I do feel like I could kind of give value and input. I feel like you could think you could probably say the same because of the things that I've listened to and the different influences of music. I kind of have an idea. So I can't say I'm an expert, but I can say I could give value. And um, I really um, love music as general. I feel like music's been a big part of me outside of fashion. So that's my music story. And that's, goes into my segue as well i was gonna say it seems like the music and the fashion just go hand in hand for oh, you oh yeah if the fashion definitely goes hand in hand here for we me. go here we oh, go yeah so back, to, <laughs> so back to the shade so i don't know if y'all paying attention but the versace shades is in and you know reference to big you know so uh, versace says watching all right all right okay y'all see that i'm gonna post this video later but um i was you know i, I wasn't gonna say anything but I'll, I'll give you your i'll give you your respect you know yes, you know. Yes. I, I i noticed over here you know but i was giving you some silent respect i was like i see my girl over here <laughs> oh thank you you know she's she working it oh thank you because everything that i i don't say everything that i do but like a lot of my reference in fashion has a significant meaning behind it. It, it it isn't just because i like to throw things together because i like to d- just do that like I, i'm doing it because if it's either like a music reference or like something to like my culture and that's another thing we're going to talk about too as far as like caribbean culture and the culture within fashion and, and what i think about that but fashion has always been a big part of me and i want to say that i feel like last year was the year that i feel like it was just in my face and i couldn't deny that fashion has uh, has to be in my life and growing up i've always loved fashion my grandmother was a seamstress she's always sewn my clothes she's always made like these ribbons for me hand oh, so it, it was starting so from it was, a young yes age. it was it was starting from a young age so people was always saying that girl is such a well-dressed child for such a young age i always took pride in how i look iron my clothes like even before today i steam my shirt and stuff like i always take pride hey. in my clothes and um growing up my grandmother always you know installed that you have to look proper like how caribbean people say always i look properly look clean like iron clothes smooth like you always have to look good because in the caribbean people use suits to sell stuff to you like it's always a big proud you know proud moment and i loved it and even when i was um in middle school i always had my own little style and i always had my own little different things so i was wearing a lot of echo red back then and Mm and air forces and jersey dresses and converse i was a big converse person i love denim skirts and polos and 
Um, I like the name belt. The name belt was a big part of me. Baby fat, baby fat, everything fat farm, rock aware, you name it. I had it because I loved it. You know, I was interesting as a as a little kid myself because I grew up as, as a skateboarder. I don't know if you could tell from all of the skateboard yeah. decks hanging around here and whatnot, but I was in that time period where the girl pants as a a fad for skateboarding was really in the uh was really in the like the late 90s into the early 2000s like before niggas started wearing tight pants and they were making fun of skateboarders for wearing girl pants and now you see every single day every single rapper is wearing tight pants with holes cut in them but you know it it is what it is skateboarders start this fashion shit i'm I'm telling you it's skateboarding do have some style as well too i feel like you know a lot of people like they, they you could take so many different references like for example Supreme. And we started Every, exactly. That's the main one right it there. Just because no, do you know this history behind it? Do yep. you know where that it came from? Did you know that it's from New York? Yep. Did you know that it's a skateboarding brand? Like everybody yep. just want to jump on the bandwagon. That's you the main know your one. History. That is the main one yeah. right there for sure. Vans too. But Vans is oh one. hell yeah. But it was interesting for me growing up because I was in that period of time like we like I said before we were mm-hmm. listening to the same music around that time so. All of my other skate homies are just wearing girl pants, like straight up (laughs) girl pants. Like they were going into their sister's rooms and taking their sister's pants. Wow. And oh, yeah, it was to that degree for sure. Because they wanted like that stretchy, that stretchy. Yeah, because I guess the, like it's like, like you it's, said, yeah, it's almost like spandex. Material. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. I remember that fad too, and I remember I even went through a fad where I, you know, I had like the the what is it, the stud belt, and I had like mm-hmm. the colored jeans, and you know, I had like I was getting a lot of stuff from Hot Topic and yep. doing so many different things because I love that the. The, the different style sense that it creates. What I love about that different avenue of style is that, like, there's so many different pieces that you could take and pick from yep. to create your own personal look. While everybody else, all these other skateboarders, were along that look, like the more rocker-type vibe, I was just straight hip-hop. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, but I'm only... I was hanging out with all of these all these white kids that would look like straight rocker, and I'm here in, like... I'm not even exaggerating. You know, like, tall tees, 3X shirt. Yeah. New era cap, oh, yeah. big baggy pants, some crazy high top Supras, like just yeah. all out, going all out. But it's like we're, it, it was crazy to see how those two mm-hmm. kind of cultures in the same skateboarding culture can coexist in the same place. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And have its own still like individual style. Yep. So um, I really love that. And then like moving along to like uh, senior year of high school, I like, it was so funny. I'm listening, like I said, I was listening to all this Boosie stuff, but I started wearing a lot of Hollister. My best friend at the time, Asante, was Oof. still now. She's like into Hollister. <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah, girl. So I started getting into that. And Oof. then like I got to college. And um, for those that didn't know, I went to Cookman, which is a HBCU. I went there for two years. And so like, um, when I went there, I was like wearing a lot of Hollister and all of this stuff. And then I'm just like, here I was back in middle school wearing all these air forces and stuff. And then at the time at my college, my high school was predominantly Hispanic and Caucasian. So uh, I'm back at now predominantly, I would say only African-American because there is other, um, people of different cultures and races at HBCU. So I just want to say, uh, more, more predominantly, I want to say African-American at the time. So I'm like, all right, here I am in all this Hollister. And I'm just like, wait, wait, wait. You know, there's so many different things going on. So I'm like, all right. I wasn't working at the time, but I started working at Aldo, and that's how I got into sales and started learning about quality of things. I got this pair of Aldo boots from back in the day. 
Fire. Yeah, they Fire. have some good stuff. Yeah. So uh, I started getting my money back up and 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 really starting putting my own little style. So here I go again with these different colors and different things. And everybody know me. I'm a party girl. I love to go out. Fet, that's what we call it back home. And I'm over here getting close to go out just to look good for the night and all of these different things. So I feel like my I fashion. I feel that. Yeah. My, <laughs> and, and that boils down to the dance hall culture because dance hall culture, that's what it's about. Looking at your best at these parties. Yes. As I feel the same way with skateboarding. We always say, yo, like, if you're going out to get a trick, like, to go battle some fucking trick for, out, you know, because sometimes these tricks that these dudes are doing, it takes hours. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't take hours. Sometimes it takes days. It takes yeah. multiple trips back. But we, in the skateboarding community, we'll always say, like, yo, if you look good, you're going to skate good. Because if you feel good, you're good. If you look good, you know you look good. You're gonna feel good about yourself, and that's you're gonna so skate true. good. I, that's so true. I, I live by that all the time. You look good, you feel good. That's why you have to look your best, do your best, even when you're not feeling your best. You have to put your best foot forward. Yep. Because if you don't put your best foot forward, when are you gonna put your best? Yep. Because it's it, too late. If you're not hyped on your own shit, why are you? Why, why are you doing exactly. it in the first place? You gotta be your own cheerleader. Get the pom poms, hip hip hooray exactly. for you. Yes. Yes. Like it's true. people at home, I can tell you right now, us two in this room, we're fly as hell. All right. Oh yeah! Come on! <laughs> 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 yes. so that's that's. But I mean, obviously not like that. But you gotta, you do have to understand what you're wearing and enjoy what you're wearing because mm. if not, I mean, why why are you wearing it in the first place? Oh yes. And so like you know, I started getting my money up and and I started like changing my style up a little bit again. And then from there, I um left Cookman. And I ended up going to Rollins, and I graduated from Rollins. And in Rollins now, Congratulations. A, thank you, thank you. Rollins now is a different school where it's more so. I don't want to say predominantly only Caucasian, but there is also another mix of different races where well, but it's pretty close, pretty close <laughs> at the time. Yes. So I'm coming from like a, a you know a HBCU where it's just like one time at the campus I'm running from shooting, and then now it's like quiet, and I'm getting frightened if a squirrel comes too close I to me. <laughs> so you know things really change. One extreme to the other. Yeah, extreme. one extreme to the other, and. And I, I loved it. And it was a great school. But I think that the big um, turning point for my fashion for me was um, I this is a little testimony, guys. When I was in my undergrad, I worked full time. I went to school full time. So I put like a lot of dedication into my education because I wanted the best of myself. So I had applied for a field study in Germany. And I put my heart into it, and I got denied. And they told me that I couldn't, I couldn't go, and I didn't have enough. And I cried, and I said, you know, that's brutal. That sucks. You know, I couldn't get through. So I saw that they was having a field study in London, and I said, you know what, I'm gonna try it again. And I got accepted, and I got accepted to this field study in London. And I, and I told myself, you know, I always knew I wanted to go to Europe. I didn't know how, but I knew I was gonna get there. And I've always wanted to see the Eiffel Tower. That was always a big goal of mine too, to go to Europe and see the Eiffel Tower. Uh -huh. And so I got accepted for this field study. And that's why I say, you know, what's for you will always be for you. You can't watch nobody else and think that, oh, I need to have what they have. Because you know why? It's for them. You have a destiny. You have a journey. And it's up to you to be on that journey for you to get there. And I feel like that's the biggest part of my life. And I'm learning that a lot now. That a lot of things that is happening is because it's designed for me to happen that way. And I um, had a roommate at the time. Well, she was my roommate that we had to stay for the field study. And we came up with the idea that we're going to go to Paris a couple of days before to go to London. I've never been to Paris before. So we went to Paris and um, it changed my whole perspective on fashion. All that Hollister stuff, all that Rockerwear stuff that I thought I was wearing. No, if you are serious about fashion, 
Hey, thank, hey, what's up, Nicole? Shout out to Nicole and congratulations to her. She's the vice president of Orlando Fashion District. You yeah. guys definitely go follow her. Yeah. Great girl, great girl, really talented. So um, I went to Paris and I thought I knew fashion. I got to take off my sunglasses for this one because this is serious now. I thought I knew fashion and I was in Paris and I said, oh, my God. You know, I'm seeing people seeming and making clothes together just like how they did in the vintage days. And I'm seeing the real creativity. You're seeing a lot of hot couture places. So mm-hmm. now we're seeing, and now I'm learning about a luxury brand. So I'm seeing hot couture like Balmain, Goyard. Goyard doesn't make clothes, but Goyard is there. We're seeing Chanel. Yep. We're seeing all of these major luxury brands in Paris, the home and the mecca of where it's created. Yep. So you need to go and see the inspiration. If you feel like you love clothes, go to Paris. So I'm seeing how Europeans are dressing. Reminding me of the Caribbean, taking pride in their clothes. Exactly. Really form fitting they're not wearing nothing too big they're not wearing nothing too small like they just look really really altered and tailored they look great because it's it's interesting that you're it's interesting that you're saying this too because i excuse me i myself personally haven't been to paris but i'm sure you kind of maybe had the same idea when you first went to new york because when i first went to new york that was like game changer for me you know seeing everybody and how they were dressing in new york i was like whoa differently like i am apparently light years behind or some shit you know so like for you to say that especially since you've been frequenting new york you know your whole life it seems like and involved with fashion for a good part of your life for you to say that like yeah no when i went to paris that was like that was the game changer paris was definitely it and if you think that was a game changer really london was the break i almost really and paris so uh, when uh, one thing about me i'm big on thrifting i love thrifting so i went to a lot of consignment places in paris so i I picked up a lot of um are you the thrift queen i couldn't say the chief queen (laughs) thrift queen (laughs) trini talking now i'm not really the thrift queen The trip <laughs> that's Trini talking though. I can't really say I'm the trip queen, the thrift queen. T-R-I-F-F. But I can, I can find a lot of, you know, reasonable things, but I could I feel like, you know, my sense and fashion and my clo- my my ideology when it comes to fashion now and finding pieces that are quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. You want to find pieces now that are going to give you longevity. You don't want pieces that you feel like you could wear one or two times. Look at clothes that you feel that is going to be able to complement you, which is one. Complement your body type, which is two. doesn't matter if you're plus size or it doesn't matter if you feel that you're petite. You wear clothes that you know that you're going to feel good and look good. And that's why it's important to wear clothes that you know that are statement pieces for yourself. Yes. Thirdly, you want to find quality stuff that's going to find, you know, have clothes and that's going to last you such a long time. You don't want to be able to just find things where you feel like you could get a cheap fix. Have something now that you know you're going to wear later along along the line. Like I have Chanel necklace that I have from high school. I can still wear it now because it's still relevant. Exactly. So, you know, and then lastly, support designers support designers locally support them and show them that hey your clothes means a lot to me find somebody that you like find people that you like and 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 cater to their style and support them because a lot of these designers now are getting ripped off by fashion nova and a lot of these bigger brands because you know why people like myself don't want to support our local designers who therefore don't have money to get their stuff trademarked yep Real shit. Ding, ding, ding. We find your find your style and support it and go with it. It's funny you say that. I was actually sent like two or three messages this past week just from Fashion Week of people like like yo check this shit out like and yeah. it would be somebody who just showed some shit in Fashion Week and it was like a complete bite 
off of something else that somebody else had already done. Exactly. And they don't have the money to trademark or, you know, to make sure that their things are patent at that. And so that's that's my little tips with that. And when it comes down to thrifting, you know, you find good quality pieces. Like I'm gonna give y'all a, a, a tip. Like uh, there's a thrift store here locally in Orlando called OMG Thrift, and mm-hmm. I shop there pretty often. And I signed up with the newsletters, and I saw that they're having a 75 percent off sale. So bingo. Let me tell you something. <laughs> when I want some expensive pieces or coats or stuff like that, I make sure that I go and get my most expensive pieces from the 75% on sale. I know I got a fur coat and I know some people are against, you know, animal cruelty and stuff like that, but I needed the coat because I need something to keep me warm for New York at the time. Yep. So obviously I'm, I'm trying to use within my resources. So if that's something that I don't plan to wear all the time, cause I know some people may feel sensitive to that. And I hope I don't offend nobody with that cause I don't want to, but I need something that I needed to keep me warm. And the fur really is mostly in the inside. It's not like it's, you know, all over. And it's fine. And yeah, and it's fly. Come so <laughs> I went into there. I went to the place. And they were looking at me like I'm crazy because I'm just racking up on all these fur coats, all these different coats. And they're just like, it's Florida. Like, why does this girl have all these coats? <laughs> People, you take a while. Guess how much I spent for all my coats? I'm going to say $200. Less, less than that. Woo! One of them was $200. And I spent less than that. Wow. I spent $60 for all my Yo. coats. Because you know Why? They had the 75% off sale. So, people, there you go. You get your bigger purchases from the sales. You save you money just because uh, Kanye West wearing it and Kylie's wearing it doesn't mean that you got to spend your coins. Like You got to be financially smart. Exactly. Financial, financial freedom is key. That's what com- that, that also comes back to what I was saying earlier about uh, dressing good to feel good. That yeah. doesn't mean that you have to have like the crazy most expensive yes. shit ever it, yes. it can just be something you feel comfortable in that makes you feel good that's yes. it I, let me yeah let me clarify that before exactly it's true you know you feel what you could afford because there's so many pieces here that like you could you, it could be like high end or low end but as long as it feels like you're getting the quality over it yep. that's what it matters and like you said you could do so much because i'm a, i like to save my money i'm cheap when it comes down to, to certain things I like to save my money. Do I want to eat today or have that little fur coat watching me and I'm hungry? <laughs> Yo. No, you, you got you to gotta be smart. So back to the whole Paris story. So I left Paris and I felt like that was a game changer for me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I love this. I, I need to be in this. So I went to London and I nearly broke my ankles. I'm like, oh, I'm shook, shook, <laughs> shook. Harlem shake, shook, <laughs> shook, shook. P. I'm like, Diddy shaking. <laughs> mace. And that's another big one. I love mace. I love mace. That's why anybody know they can find me in some all white because I love mace. Shiny suits and I all. I love mace yes i love his style so um he was another one for me loved his music growing up too and um so i got to london and i'm just like taking the train um not the train they call it the tube tube. yeah and i take in the tube and i'm going all over and i went to uh oxford street and oxford street is like soho in new york gotcha and i got off on oxford street and i'm like my oh my i'm sounding like the whole west indian people (laughs) god jesus i wear that place yeah i'm like lord i'm like sweating and it's winter all year it's cold and i'm like yo oxford street got top shop they got um all these other high-end and luxury places. And I feel like if you want to see some real high-end stuff, you got to go to England. England has some real stuff catered to people of luxury because I feel like you don't have to be luxury to to understand luxury yeah. because it, it's, it's beautiful. It's an art. And I was just like, God, I loved everything about it, what I was seeing in the displays. It's like an old sense of communication that's what's up. it was beautiful and then you're seeing Suffrage, and then you're seeing on ha- um, um the other place ha- uh, is it harvard's harvard's 
is an um Harrods. Harrods is another high end place. That's where um the guy that got killed with uh, Princess Diana, his father gotcha. um, built the place. And it's just experience. And you're seeing all this luxury place and you're seeing everybody in the street style. You know, like everybody look like they're coming from ASOS, mm-hmm. you know, the online store. And I'm just like, damn, I got to get my shit together. I'm trying to go to London because I, I, I love the vibe over there. I love I the style. It. I would live there. I would. I Man, would live there. Like, and I'm huge in the grime culture, too. Oh, yes. So. Big. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I'm, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if you've heard of Palace, like the skate brand there. I've they're, heard of it. They're basically they're, they're thought of as like the the London Supreme, I mm. guess you would say. But it's like I love Palace, and then I'm I'm a huge Burberry stan. Oh, so God. I'm just oh, you know they rebranded, right? They changed the logo. Yes. Um, the creative director Ricardo Tissi has um rebranded the I brand. I saw. So. I saw. So that's going to be exciting. I want to see what Burberry will bring. Will it be able to have its uh, same st- uh, customers or will it be able to have an influx of millennials like exactly, myself yeah. that would love to be catered to the brand? I'm not going to lie. I've, I've I've been trying to get to London for a minute. You have to. I loved England. I would live there. I would live there for a little while. Um, But obviously, I feel like, you know, when it comes down to America culture and ways of living, America is a little bit better because it has so much more po- uh, opportunities. And it's so sunny here and yeah. it's so bleak there. Yeah, I, lo- I, <laughs> loved, I loved England, though. I love London. It was a great experience, but uh, my field study really was to learn about the culture and the arts. So I'm going to places like, you know, um, the British Museum and the um, Museum of the Modern Museum. And so I'm seeing like Van Gogh and I'm seeing like all these different pace, uh, pieces. And I love art. And one of my favorite artists going back to the nor- uh, Northern Renaissance is this painter named Jean Van Eyck. Mm-hmm. And I love Jean Van Eyck because his focus is on realism. And with realism, you know, like he would have this painting like over there and like you would see like this dog and like he would paint the dog and the legs and all the fur and the dog is about the size of my fingernail. I'm like, how does he do this? <laughs> like y'all ain't had no micro like y'all don't have no magnifying glass like this is crazy and I, I i loved it because i feel like music art and fashion go hand in hand and you have to understand everything because art hell tells a story yep. and art is history oh so yes. history is in music and history is in fashion oh yes due to the evolving of fashion it's like yeah i couldn't have put it any better that's like the exact point of this podcast basically exactly so i i felt like it was a great approach to understand it and while i'm there i'm there for london fashion week so i'm seeing all the fashion <laughs> i'm seeing all the culture so you can't tell me that these things are aligned for me to see these things so it was a great time in my life and that was 2015 so coming back from london i was like oh yeah now i know how to dress now i know how to properly do my thing it's on so (laughs) yeah so it's on so i felt like um fast forward into the now i um started youtube in um 2016 and my first youtube video Everybody likes to call me like Yelp <laughs> because they're like, oh, Daniel, where to try this or where to do this or try these things. So I always love to go to the farmer's market. I haven't been in a while, but the one in Maitland, get like mm-hmm. fresh produce and stuff, cook with it. You taste the difference, you know? Yes, you do. So I went and my first uh, uh, YouTube video was talking about how I um, do juicing and how I got stuff at the farmer's market. And I felt like, you know, this is like a self-esteem thing here. And I, and I share this with you guys because I want you I want the world to know that it's okay to see issues in your life and work on it. Just don't think that you have to be one way all your life or you have to put yourself down. Because I knew that I've always loved fashion, dating back to when I was saying I was going to New York and getting all the latest stuff. Mm -hmm. But I've always felt like I never could be in fashion. Why? I don't know. I never felt like I could be in it. So I've 
I, I purposely started my podcast, I mean, my um, YouTube videos to take away from my fashion. I started focusing on things that I liked, hair care. I'm natural. My hair, I've been natural for like eight years. So I started to focus on things like that. And um, I started following this girl. Her name is Carolyn Vazanza, and she's really awesome. You guys check her out. I'll make sure to list everything. And I started following her, and she actually wrote a book called Making It in Manhattan. And I always wanted to find out about the fashion industry. And I always wanted to find out more about it. So I, I bought the book, read the book, learned a lot from it, and I put it away. So fast forward in, I, I said, you know what? I'm going to go to my first fashion event in Orlando. They had a fashion event at this place in Florida Mall. And I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step out on faith, and I'm going to check it out. And I remember perfectly what I wore. And I'm, I'm going to share this tip with people that may lack, I'm going to say lack self-confidence, but if you feel like you may be awkward in a place or you don't know, how to really start a conversation with people. You wear a statement piece because with your statement piece, it's going to give you that confidence. You'll, you'll, oh, yeah, for sure. And I have a um, statement piece. It's a Chloe outfit I bought from um, Ukes, this website. And uh, Chloe is another brand of mine that I love. And it's a two-piece uh, cool coordinate outfit. And I wore that, and I had, like, these 90s, like, clear shades. And I had this statement bag. And everybody was coming up to me like, yo, I love that. I love that outfit. I love that outfit. And I'm like, yo, I stepped out on this fashion event and I'm, I'm 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 stepping out and i love Damn this right. outfit it's my favorite outfit and when i left there that day you guys i had an opportunity to do like a brand sponsorship with this brand called vionic and they wanted me to showcase the shoes on youtube and i showcased the shoes and it was a great video it was one of my best videos that i had up to date and i said you know what i i, I think i could do this i i i don't see why i i never thought that i could get into fashion most definitely i, I would love to work in the fashion industry i would love to um you know, step out on that. So as the years, as the months went by, I still kept putting my my fashion forward, and I just started putting out looks. Started putting out looks on Instagram, and I feel like my fashion and myself it doesn't uh, categorize into one category. I could dress like this one day, and then the other day I could wear some real high end luxury stuff. I was gonna say, I mean, just going through your Instagram, the amount of fits is so crazy versatile. Like, thank you, all yeah. over the place, like. You can have something like honestly very muted, like you like you have right now, very simple to the point, but still elegant. Thank you. And then I know you've been rocking like some loud ass shit too. Yeah. Which I understand personally. Like a lot of my homies, they they like a lot of the monochromatic look, which right. I like. I like as well. I I do like my my simple stuff, but I like to be loud too. Exactly. Honestly, it's I love to be, I love to reflect my personality. Yes. So like that's one thing about me. I could dress like this today, and I could do so many different things because again, it's an art form. You yep. want to be your your best self. Yeah. I I love art. It's always evolving. You have to evolve. And expressing I, I tell how that, you are. I tell that to my good friend Desmond all the time you know you always want to evolve him and I we have a challenge coming up where he's going to dress me and I'm going to dress him Oh yeah! so it's going to be interesting <laughs> yeah. because he told me he wants me to wear my natural hair and stuff and I feel like you know when it comes down to my natural hair I feel like I've grown to um, learn how to do different things with my natural hair uh -huh. so I'm excited to embark on that journey because I want to be able like I do wear a lot of weaves and stuff too but I do want to be able to be that girl that's like hey Danielle wears weaves but she also does different things Most definitely. like you know so um, moving along to now, I love that I could be able to be versatile, unpredictable. And one person that has impacted me in fashion, and I'm going to have to backtrack in the year 2014, I went up to New York to go visit a friend of mine. 
a good friend of mine, actually one of my best friends, his name is Curtis, and we met, uh, I'm going to have to call him by his full name, Mr. Ronald Vidal McCullough. Ooh, the and, Oh, Lord, <laughs> Mr. Ronald Vidal McCullough. And I remember I met him on the train, the F train to be exact, and we were coming to Queens, but this boy was fly. One of my, the flyest persons I've ever met in my life. This boy is just fly people. And of I'm course, just besides like, me, people at home. Let's, oh, come on, let's let's be real here. Come on, come on. Of course, besides you too. <laughs> besides Steve. Yeah, you know, I got to give Steve's props, she's, a, she's only agreeing just to humor me. Uh-uh, <laughs> not at all. I totally agree. Nonsense. And this boy is fly. And, you know, Ronald and I have grown to love each other so much. And, um... Ronald, oh Jesus! When I said that this boy could dress up someplace and people would stop him all the time, I call him Diddy. I call him Diddy big time. I'm Macy's Diddy. Like we, yeah, he now this boy is so fly, and the way how he creates the art form, and he's just really, really fly. And like him and I, we known each other for like over six years, and I feel like he's the person that was just like he gave me the crown. Like I feel like we all have a friend like that. That it's like they do that shit, but it's just effortless like yeah. they, it's I love, like ronald i love you so much trying. shout out to you ronald i love you love you love you love you to the end of the moon and he, i felt like you know when i first met him I, he was just like oh what brands do you love and i'm like oh i like um louis vuitton and he laughed at me he was like do you know goyard do you know balenciaga mm-hmm. do you know off why do you know christopher kane do you know all of these different things and he and i felt like you know it's like i call it fashion literacy you have to know outside you of do. just the basics and ronald opened my life to so many different things because he's worked in a lot of high-end retail he's worked at valentino he worked for tom ford he's worked for rag and bone he's worked for some really prestigious brands and so ronald is like the Don Dada, we call Don Dada like the top of the top back home. Like I was gonna of, say, of, yeah, yeah. With, with that list of places he's worked at, yeah, I, I can get an idea of how well dressed yeah, he I was, is. Now. I will show you his Instagram afterwards and definitely follow him. He'll follow you back. He's crazy when it comes to fashion. Bet. And so, um, he, I felt like he's he's grown me to the the, the Christian Mosey. Daniel was the girl that was just like, oh, I don't know, I could do this. Christian Mosey is the girl that can. Yeah. And he was the one that passed the torch to me. Like, didn't I know everything? It's the torch. And I took the torch and I run that Olympic race. I feel that, yo. I run that Olympic race. So backtracking. So Ronald's been a big part of my life. So backtracking to when I talked about Carolyn in the book. And so, like, 2018 was the beer. Like, I kicked down the door waving the 4-4, like Biggie said, about mm-hmm. fashion. So I kicked down that barrier, like, I'm going to do this. So, you know, I started going to different things. So I, I attended Orlando Fashion Week here. Um, I volunteered with the Orlando Fashion District here as well. Um, they're doing a fashion battle. So I've helped um, kind of sit in on and look at their shows and kind of um, I'm going to give feedback and, and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool. So I felt like, you know, the value that I've come behind is being able to introduce myself to all, like, for example, the London aspect, the, the Paris aspect. I've opened myself up to so much different style and taste of clothes. Now I know the texture of the clothes. I know the reference of the clothes. I know the historical aspect of the clothes. Yep. I know where it's coming from. Most definitely. So um, the big turning point in my life, again, was last year, because I feel like we all got turning points in my life. But this one just was like... I, it turned me left in, in, into a way I've never thought that I could see dreams come true. Because a dream of mine is always to go to Fashion Weekend. Backtracking, like I said, about Carolyn's book. I read the book and I put it down. And Carolyn had a contest where she was like, oh, I'm going to take one of my followers to Fashion Week. And um, you, all you have to do is just take a picture and say why you want to go to Fashion Week. And a lot of people were competing that were like big, like fashion editors and fashion people with 100,000 followers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And 
I said, you know what, I'm going to do this. And my whole approach is the girl in the front of the book is Carolyn, of course. She's very, like, um, bright colored in her clothes, and she's really nice, like, really elegant style. So I said, I'm going to be Carolyn, and I'm going to pretend I'm Carolyn in the book, and I'm, like, making it in Orlando, basically. So that was my whole approach. And backtracking to that whole Paris thing, I bought this cheetah coat when I was in Paris, and I never wore it. And I said, I'm going to wear it for this occasion, for this picture. And that was the qualifying factor to where I won because the contrast of colors, I had like blue, pink, and I think the picture is still up on my Instagram. Check it out. And I had this cheetah coat. So it was just like, where did this cheetah come from? That's crazy. It's so different. It's like so, so, you know, very rational. And um, I remember that the biggest thing that I put on that caption was like, you know, it means to me to go to fashion week than just to sit there on a show and go on Instagram and say, oh, I'm on a fashion show at New York in spring studios. It means so much more to me. This means to me that I want to be able to show people that you too can follow your dreams when you break down this perseverance in your mind that you can't do anything because i mentioned a while back that i knew that i felt like i couldn't do fashion i felt like i wasn't good enough for fashion i set that aside and i told myself i could and I put that, I didn't put that in the caption per se, but I wanted to show that what following your dreams look like. I want to show that people like me who don't have that opportunity, who never know anything about the fashion industry could be right here. I want to be able to be that one where so many people are backing me here in Orlando or backing me in Trinidad because a lot of what I do is from coming from my family back home Most because definitely. they support me. I'm showing that, hey, a Trini girl that migrated to this country, that don't have nothing, could do this too, just like you with this opportunity. It means so much more to me than just sitting on this fashion show to thousands of followers thinking that, oh, I'm living a lit life. I'm showing you that I want to be able to do it. I put my heart into that caption. And I said, you know what? I remember the picture that I post um, following up and I said, "Um, I'm waiting for the results and, uh, you know, I'm waiting for everything. And I remember Carolyn messaged me and she said, hey, um, are you going to be in New York um, around that February 6th? And let me tell you how things work in this universe, that when you put good energy out there and you're kind-hearted and good to people. I bought my ticket for Fashion Week to go hang out with Ronald early that morning on the 6th. I said, I'm going to come early that morning, but I didn't think I was going to, um, you know, do anything. And that was the same day for the fashion show, and I bought my ticket early enough for me to come, not even thinking I was going to go. And she said, oh, are you going to be here? And I said, yes. And she wanted. She told me, you know, you're going to be the winner of the, the contest Whoa. and you're going. And I, I remember as I work and I, oh, Lord, tears <laughs> might come to my eyes, people, right now. Because when I think about it again, I cry because I said, Lord, you know, you put this. Oh, I might cry, people, right now again. Because tears in my eyes every time I tell the story because it's so surreal. You can't tell me what's for you is for you. Yep. This was such a, a moment in my life where I felt like I I didn't know I couldn't be in fashion, but obviously that's the direction I needed to be because I won that contest. And um, I had the opportunity where the designer sent me a dress, and that's the black dress that I have on Instagram. So the designer sent me the dress, and they, they express shipped it to me, and I wore the dress. And I remember I had these shoes that I got from Shoe Carnival. It was like the cheapest shoes, and I didn't care. I wanted to wear the shoes because they're comfortable. And I knew I was going to do a lot of walking in the city. Yep. And so I remember Fashion Week came now, and I um, – took a uber and i remember i was nervous and i was just like oh my god it's happening it's happening this is really happening and so many people were supporting me and um i, I was just in the uber and i was just praying to myself and i said lord you know what what will happen what will happen that will happen 
And I, I got out the Uber, and there it was, all these paparazzi and people taking pictures. And Carolyn is such a kind person. She grabbed me by the hand and walked me into the show. And, and I remember my sister reposting, like, yo, that's my sister, y'all. I had people like my Jamaican friends from there, like, Ray, look my girl. <laughs> look my girl. I'm making out this fashion in Nestra. Like, <laughs> everybody was backing me up. And, like, this is why I go so hard. And this is why I'm so, like, repping Trinidad in my culture so hard. Because these people back me up they to the max. For they rip me yep. up to the max. They back me up to the max. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm living this experience. And, like, we got to the fashion show, dog, and, like, they escorted us to the damn show. Like, they gave us some special elevator. And they escorted us to the show. Too I'm Ill. just like, what the fuck? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, I've never <laughs> in my life imagined. I thought I could have saw a volcano erupt in Orlando. And we don't even got no volcano here. Like, that's how wild I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking I was going to see some crazy stuff. <laughs> like, I was going to see a bird fly backwards with an afro, my dog. <laughs> like, I was seeing some other shit before I could ever think I could be in Fashion Week. And I'm sitting in the fashion week and I'm sitting there and I'm like looking at my little ticket boy at my little ticket. And I'm thinking like I'm going to be in the back row. And she's like, what are you doing? You're sitting first row. And oh, a shit. little tip to people. You don't sit first row on fashion shows at all unless like you're big. I was going to say you're yeah. an editor. You're somebody. And I'm sitting first row on this fashion show. And I'm just basically like, really like your first real for a real experience. Yeah. And I'm just like, Jesus, wow. I'm sitting first row in this show. And I'm very grateful to God. First of all, and I'm grateful for Carolyn to give me an opportunity. And I sat in the show and the show that I saw was Tadashi Soshi. And I saw it and it was just beautiful. And it happened so quick. And I was so sad that it happened so quick. And I didn't take a lot of pictures and I post too much because I wanted to savor that moment of yes. just being there. Yes. And then, tw- you know, afterwards, when everything happened, you know, we were able we had the opportunity to meet the designer we met i met tadashi shoshi himself with carolyn and i posted this on facebook and i remember posting it on facebook and when i posted it on facebook everybody was just like going crazy they're like daniel dog like you you made some wild dream come true and you i see you working and i see you going so hard and i feel like i say this to say like not everybody's gonna understand your story but guess what? Not everybody have the pen to write your story either. You have the pen and you have the journal and you close the book. So you don't have to worry about who don't want to write it from who don't want to write it. You know? So that's that. And it was such an amazing story to me. And I feel like that was the story that really backed me up to the max. Like, Daniel, you could really put your heart to this. And that's why now I'm really working hard to be in the fashion industry. And, you know, anybody listening out there, I do want this opportunity. I'm hungry for this opportunity. I feel like I am valuable. So all I'm waiting for, and I'm not even waiting for what I'm working for is towards that one opportunity. So if somebody could give me that chance, I could take off running with it. Crazy ill story. Thank you. Crazy ill story. Wow. Take off running with it. So I want to be able to, you know, be that person to where I could be able to reference from like pop culture and fashion, like how I talked about the music aspect. Definitely. And be an analyst. And it's crazy because, you know, backtracking a little bit and talking about um, my my educational background. I graduated from Rollins. Rollins is one of the prestigious schools here in, in Orlando and even in the South. And my background was in politics, international affairs. Once upon a time, I love politics. I thought I was going to be in, you know, the United Nations. And I had to tell myself that 
you know, the Caribbean politics, you know, I feel like they sell the snake and the ladder separate because they're just so crazy at times and the things that they do for people. And I felt like I wanted to be that person. And, you know, things have changed where I felt like my heart has grown fond of the things that I've loved. I know we can't save the world, but that's why back to what I say of being kind and loving people and supporting people can help change you and somebody. Most definitely. So that's that's back to that and I, I stepped away from all of that and I stepped away from all of that and people was upset like oh god Daniel got throw away your life and career and you know and all of these different things and and I feel like you know Desmond uh, I hear Desmond's voice now like once upon a time I took the LSAT people for entry law school and I failed I was five points away from the goal score and I cried and I had to understand just like how I had to say I can't doubt myself I have to also say to myself that it's okay to fail. Like, you just can't think that you can't just jump off a bridge and think, like, you're not going to hit rock bottom. Exactly. Luckily, you might be able to swim and get out. So I, I failed, and I feel like one of my goals for myself, you know, I do want to go to law school, and I do want to merge the fashion and the um, law. So I feel like, you know, there is a fashion law. I never knew there was a fashion law. So I'm I, one of my goals this year, I'm going to um, speak to some counselors about it and find out more about what fashion law is and what they has to offer and is it the right avenue for me and in between time i'm going to keep putting out my best content with fashion i haven't had much fashion right now because i'm revamping and and focusing of what i want to bring into perspective but i do want to be able to eat this fashion thing or hit the ground running yo it sounds like you're already well along your way for that most definitely strong vibes strong vibes feeling it like crazy right now thank you i feel like i want to say thank you you know to you also for for giving me this platform where i can share this story because i feel like not a lot of people understand my story they see me from the outside always traveling they see me really busy a lot of people know me uh shout out to my girl shade that's one of my roommates from college i love her so much and shout out to all the people coming in love you Shade. that's my girl congratulations to her she got engaged Ray, so happy for her i love that girl so much she's another person that really showed me to not take no shit and um i you know i wanted to share my story because a lot of people they see me busy they feel like i just be doing stuff just to do stuff like i've been knowing stuff like months in ahead like i'm always busy and i'm always doing something and i say that to say because i like i have to keep grinding i have to keep putting the best foot forward like just because i'm busy or just because i don't see you doesn't mean that i don't love you it means because you know i'm trying to do what i have to do for myself yep big facts big facts wow look how the sun starts shining people see that right <laughs> <laughs> right all right that's what i'm saying <laughs> out here so yep. that's a little bit about my story and i share that to say because you know I'm, i was that person that didn't believe in myself i was that person that felt like i wasn't too good for doing what I wanted to do. I let people in the back and the forefront feel like they had the talent and I just had to step up in the back. Mm. Don't allow yourself to be no back. Back home, we just say, you have to change curtain when Christmas time come. So don't be no old curtain. (laughs) Big facts, big facts. Oh, yes. Yo, you came in here and just dropped wisdom, like straight up. Yeah, you have to. I feel like, you know, I'm I'm an old head at heart because I've I've grown to love my grandmother. She's been a person that's older and wiser. I have a lot of older friends, and I've loved them because they've always made sure to give me wisdom. And that's why I say you take a page from somebody's book, Rich or Poor, People that's evil, people that's good. You take a always. page from everybody's book. Never always. stop learning. If you always, if you stop learning, trust me, the library go shut down. That's when you're giving up. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Thank you. Yo, you 
Strong vibes, strong energy right now, thank people. You. If, if y'all you. can't tell, strong energy. Thank you, thank you so much. I'm gonna do this heat of the week thing real fast. It's basically yes. just music that I'm listening to. Yes. And then I will I will let you just go on and, and go about your day. You know, I will I will stop holding you here in my house in this very hot room. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> this was so fun. I had a good time. Like I would I, I mean I would love I would love to be a star again and maybe talk about uh, part two because I am going to Fashion Week. Oh, we can do uh, this for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I'm gonna go to. I'm going to go to Fashion Week in February. I don't really have any plans for Fashion Week right now, but I do have some crazy outfits that y'all going to be like, Ooh. y'all going to just have to see. I've been taking a lot of time and investing a lot of time and a lot of money. And um, again, back to Ronald really, you know, helping me out and, and, and showing me some things I've never seen before. And I feel like um, the knowledge that I learned now, Y'all, y'all gotta just see this. Just wait, just wait, yeah. people. So, yeah. so I, I'm not posting on uh, Instagram like that as much, and there's a reason behind it. Oh, that's, that's the teaser right yeah, there for y'all. All right, all right, bet, bet, bet. We gonna do this heat of the week thing real fast. Okay, good. We gonna... I, I thought I was gonna freestyle again. <laughs> <laughs> y'all missed the first freestyle. It oh, was fire. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. You already know what it is. It's that time. Heat of the week shit. Get into the lovely new fire that has come out this week for you. First up, we got some good local-ish. Good local-ish. Who I have to say also will be performing at the three-year Trap House anniversary on February 2nd at the Nook on Robinson. If you are not coming, I don't know what's wrong with you. I will come. I will come. By, um, it's right around the corner from here too. Okay. Um, yeah. Just give me a flyer. I'm definitely gonna come. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I yeah. will. I'll send you the flyer after this. Please, yes, I, I, I got will the, be here. I got the flyer on my phone, so I can oh, I can shoot awesome. it to you. Great. Yes, yes. It's gonna be vibes. It's gonna be strong oh, vibes. I can't wait. I can't wait. I got three singers performing. I got a hip hop group performing what? and DJs and we're gonna have cake. Yo. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, ca- ooh, the cake. I'm saying, and the cake is going to be a special cake too. Not like that. Not not weed special. Mm. Sorry, I'm I'm not. I guess everybody immediately assumes I'm saying it, it's weed. It's not a weed cake, people. But it will be a special flavored cake that I can guarantee you've never tried in your life before. Never tried in your life. Brand new mm. flavor of cake that you've never ever ever had. Ever. Sounds good. Yeah, it's gonna be good. It's definitely gonna be good. So Chef Ramsey Mosey. <laughs> 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 Tell you if I like the cake or not. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. All right. Well, I'm just going to pretend that uh, whenever you give me your results on the cake, I'm just not going to release those into public. Uh, That'll be a behind the scenes. Yeah, it'll be between me and you. I agree. Exactly. Exactly. First up, Heat of the Week. We've got the homie Blue November dropping a new single. Name of the song is called Sunday. And I'm hyped to see this man perform with the rest of the left field theory at the Trap House three-year anniversary. Name of the song is Sunday. It's got a little music video with it, too. Good vibes. Yeah. Yeah. On a Sunday, we could clean, rinse, wash, repeat my, my sins. I leave them up to chance. And I'm in my mouth when I'm present with a dance. 
Take my hands and show me things I've never seen before I tumbleweed and mumble humbles me Became stoner, life stoning me Rewrite courses, my history Have these friendships ain't meant for me Most your words just weren't meant for me Hooked up, booked up, I'm chasing me I've been living wrong and I know it I get the walking too fast so I get the stumbling Feel a rumble in my tummy, uh, smoke got me numbing Feel so bumming, my fam disappointed Despite me feeling anointed to take a title and own it When it wrote, I never doubt my niggas Been inside, but I miss my niggas Cutting off the fake, y'all be talking that boo-boo Plastic mouths running over, lost your owner like voodoo Pine-sized thoughts, leave them out in my fault I mean, Blue is my boy but I, I, I can't even like gas man's up. Man's is nice, son. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he fired. Fire. Yeah, I like it. I love it. It's refreshing. It's refreshing, in my opinion, to see his music because I feel that Orlando does get a bad rep for not having fashion, not having artists. When I um, when I go places and I'm like, oh, I'm from Florida, the first thing they're telling me is Trick Daddy, take it to the house. Yeah. Like, they, they, like I feel like it's so nice to know that like there is talented artists here, whether it be artists, producers, so many different things, and it's great. That's why, again, back to supporting people, people, we have to support these artists. You like somebody's music, share it. You like their album, buy it. If you like their merch, buy it, wear it, because they will not get the recognition if it just stay right there. Exactly. I like him, and exactly. I give this, this is heat. Yeah. Fire, 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 burn. Yeah. Fire. I'm going to pull that so I can show it to Blue so he can hear. See, Blue, I'm not the only person who likes this Yes, shit. he's nice. I would love to get his Instagram and stuff. And I got hey, Blue, you. Blue, you know, if you need some styling or something, let me know. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Shouts to the man, Blue November. Name of the song is Sunday. Pete music video. Sunday, I like it. Very vibing. Even the lyrics, too. What I liked about it is true. You know, you see you cook, you clean. That's true. That's, you know, oh. you try to... Get yourself prepared for the week ahead at times. Indeed, indeed. Yes, very good vibes. And you can catch my man performing, like I said, at the Trap House three-year anniversary, February 2nd, 9 o'clock. Awesome. Nook on Robinson. Be there, peoples. Yes, indeed. Next up, Heat of the Week. We got the man, the myth, the legend. I will be seeing this man at Three Points next month, and I'm so... Oh, yeah, I saw um Three so Points is coming up. Ooh, it's going to be fire. Got the man James Blake just released a new album. Name of the album is called Assume Form. I am a huge James Blake stan, huge James Blake nerd. Not going to lie. It, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Name of the song that we're listening to today is called I'll Come To. And this man, he does like this crazy, just crazy, crazy stuff with his music. Because he'll like loop his own stuff. He'll basically make a chorus with his own voice like multiple times. It's, I, I can't explain it. It's just, mm. it's just craziness. Zone. I wouldn't do this on my own, but I'm 
trying to bring the crazy Sunday vibes for y'all. If I you like couldn't, it. couldn't tell already. He does all his own production too. I love that. Yeah. I love. I, wow. It took me to a place of tranquility. Right. Very, very calm. I loved it. I loved locally. Nah, he's a uh, no. I, I wish he's oh he's God. British. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. But I will say, see, seeing this man live is crazy. It's and just he's going to be at the... At three points, yeah. Oh, my god! He's one of the other headliners. It's like Erica Badu headlining, James Blake. Scissor too. Yes. Yeah, ASAP yeah. Rocky. Yup. It's going to be so fire. Oh, man, you're going to have a good time. So fire! I'm going to be looking at your stories and stuff. I wish I could go. Yeah, it's, um, the it's story be, will be lit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's during. That's going to be during Fashion Week, too. So. Ah, gotcha. So I'm, so, I, I, I'm hey, so sad. Your stories will be just as lit. Oh, they... <laughs> will be just as lit <laughs> name of the song is i'll come to is james blake name of the new album is assume form go ahead and peep that album because it's crazy if you're an andre 3000 stan like i am oh god listen yeah. to this album there's a new andre verse on there for you i love him that's what i'm saying that's that's the type of recognition james blake has that mm. andre 3000 is working with him and that's another group too again like i loved this podcast that's oh this man has Travis Scott and Metro Boomin on this album. Wow. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. James Blake, go and fuck with your boy. Yes. Yeah, it's it, it's good. It's definitely good. And last but not least, Heat of the Week this week, and I will let everybody be on their way. We've got the group Mono Neon. They have also just released a new album. It's called My Feelings Be Peeling, and the name of the song we're listening to today is She Was Round and Brown. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Sound like me, I guess. <laughs> oh, Lord, eh? Oh, oh, my Trini people that's on Facebook. Oh, Lord, eh? <laughs> oh, God. the mono neon new album if you just want some good funky funky vibes soulful yes yes i love it very yes. very nice 
Name of the song, She Was Round and Brown. Name of the album is My Feelings Be Peeling. I love that name. I like that. Right? Yeah. My Feelings Be Peeling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I dig it. I dig it. I actually played another song a a while back. It was one of their first singles that they released for this album. It's uh, called Fart When You Pee. Aye. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you'd like that. Oh, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Oh, yeah. Go, go and peep Mono Neon in their new album. Name of the song is She Was Round and Brown. Wow, I like that. I like the name of it, too. Good stuff, good stuff. And uh, I think with all that, we are done for Heat of the Week, and we can we can actually leave this place now. All right. I know, thank I you. know. Yo, thank, thank, you. thank you for coming through. Thank you for everything, the thank wisdom, you. the stories. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Uh, first of all, I definitely want to say thank you to you and for your platform and for being hey. able to highlight so many different artists and even people like myself to be able to, you know, highlight their stories. Um, secondly, I want to definitely thank God at first because before him, none of this would be a possible. Um, lastly, I want to shout out um, Ronald McCullough, you know, the fashion guru, Desmond, um, Jojo, Asante, all my Trini people, 868, Tuna Puna, all my everybody from Jamaica that I love so much, New York, definitely, all my New York people, all my uh, Florida Hospital crew, Philippa, Charmaine, all of those people. I want to definitely um, highlight them. Everybody that's just supported me on this journey, everybody that's really gave me days of encouragement, um, even um, one of my other friends, Mr. Mark Blair, you know, I met him this year, great, influential, impactful in my life. My parents, most of all, my mom, my dad, for just always wanting the best for me. My brothers and sisters, really good kids, always really, you know, we're all really close. My grandparents, def- most definitely. Um, everybody that I've grown to love in my life, everybody that's always supported me on this journey. Because like I've said many, many times, what I do is a reflection of you. Hey, most definitely. And please, one last time, shout out again your social medias and where all the people can find your content. Yes, yes, yes. You could be able to find me on Instagram on M-O-S-I, the number four, R-O-T-I, Mosey for Roti. You can also find me on YouTube as well, which is um, Christian Mosey on YouTube. You could also find me on uh, Facebook, my fan page, which is Christian Mosey and um, Mosey for Roti. And um, I'm not really actively on Twitter, but mostly on Instagram. And please, if you would like to email me or if you would like to talk or if you would like to just kind of, you know, find out some conversation or is there something I said that you wanted to elaborate more, please feel free to hit me up and just let me know. I love to talk, love to share knowledge and love to be there for you too. I've got to say this is easily one of my favorite episodes I've done. Really? Very vibing. Very vibing. And honestly, if I'm, you know, if I'm going to be completely honest, I know that there's probably, hopefully, going to be some stew chicken in my future as well. Oh, so, yeah. You yeah. tell me what you want. <laughs> <laughs> get that, get that, hit that Jada laugh one time. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, thank you for coming through. I appreciate thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, no worries. And you can find me personally on Twitter at The Steve's Trap and on Instagram at The Steve's Trap. And with all that good shit aside, we are done for today. I hope you all enjoyed and appreciate you all for listening as always. Thank you. Much peace and love, y'all.